everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Talk Recorded live. Greetings and welcome to our podcast. We are People Against Covert Torture and Surveillance International. Today is Monday, September the 26th, 2016. We are here on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time to educate and assist those who are targets of organized stalking, remote electronic assaults, and more. And to let you know that you are not alone and that there are many thousands and millions of us nationwide and worldwide working together for our freedom. Views expressed during our podcast are those of our callers and not necessarily those of PAX International. I'm Derek Wallace, the moderator. Our topic this evening is current and future projects. And now for some announcements. PAX International has just signed up with a webinar service, and our first webinar will be presented by our technical committee, and it's scheduled for Monday, October the 10th. And this will be a time for the technical committee to showcase the radio frequency devices that we will need to detect the incoming harmful frequencies aimed at so many of us. And prior to that event, we'll be sending out a link so that people can join by computer and also a call number so that people can listen in by phone. Again, the date is Monday, October the 10th. The time will be the same as our usual times, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. There is a group in the East San Francisco Bay Area that's interested in bringing Melinda Kidder there for bioscans. And they would like for as many as possible to join with them financially and bring her there, which will make it more easily affordable for everyone else. Those interested in participating and bringing Melinda to the Bay Area may email Richard Northern at Psychosis Inc. That is Psychosis, I-N-C, the number one, at AOL.com. The next Portland, Oregon support group meetings will be Sunday, October the 2nd, 2016, from 3.30 to 4.45 p.m. and Sunday, October 30th, 2016 from 3 to 4.45 p.m. at the Hollywood District Library, 4040 Northeast Tillamook in Portland, Oregon. The contact person is Amy at 971-207-3401. The next Seattle support group meeting will be Saturday, October 29, 2016, from 1.30 to 3 p.m. at the Broadview Public Library, 12755 Greenwood Avenue North in Seattle, Washington. The contact persons are Laura Salway at 206-365-6139 
and Curtis Kimball at 817-901-8720. There will be a first-time support group meeting for those in Dublin, Ireland on Saturday, October the 1st at the Shelbourne, Dublin, 27 St. Stephen's Green at 12 noon in the hotel front bar area. All are welcome. The contact person is Daniel, who can be reached by sending an email to info at paxntl.org. Okay, time for our new section called Did You Know? Although mind control implants have been in research for decades, according to Wikipedia, the first reported experiments with an RFID implant for humans were carried out in 1998 by British scientist Kevin Warwick. His implant was used to open doors, switch on lights, and cause verbal output within a building. Then after nine days, the implant was removed and has been since held at the Science Museum in London. We'd like to say thanks to all those who are becoming members of PAX International. It is greatly appreciated. Membership is $25, and you may donate via PayPal and our email address, info at paxntl.org. Or you can mail a check or money order, made payable to PAX International, to our address, which is PAX International, P.O. Box 5405, Emma, California, Nine two five four four. Okay, everyone, our topic tonight is current and future projects. And we're going to be having a brief look at what we're working on currently as well as upcoming projects to encourage those that are suffering and also to invite participation from the community based on your particular skill set. First, the research committee. Now, this is a new committee that was recently formed, and this has a wide variety of applications. The chair is Dr. Cherie Larson, and they are actually preparing to research topics such as demographic surveys, court cases, technologies, historical perspectives concerning non-consensual test subject studies, whistleblower protections, patents, and even the perps themselves, as far as who they are, where they are, etc. Then uh, there'll be a re- an RF detection device seminar that's coming up in Richmond, California. The date for this is Saturday, November the 5th, in Richmond. And this will be for the Richmond TIs and also uh, for the TI general community. The presenters for the seminar are Dave Vetch, and James Lico. And this seminar is in preparation for uh, our community being able to determine where RF signals are coming from so that we can begin to receive assistance for this issue. Hopefully we as a community will start to learn to use RF detection devices as we begin the important task of evidence gathering. Okay, as I said earlier, we're signed up for a webinar platform, and this will enable us to explore various topics in greater depth. We could have special guest webinars, 
legal webinars, technical device webinars, and much, much more. We'll be looking forward to lots of great things from this new uh, webinar service. And also, uh, we're looking at blood and DNA testing. And uh, basically, this will hopefully provide us with biomarkers for radiofrequency radiation exposure. And we'll be talking more about that later. And then finally, um, the development and enhancements of our support groups. And uh, here to talk more about that is um, our, um, our vice president or assistant director. And um, her name is Desiree Foley. Desiree, if you could start eight on your phone, I will open your line. Okay, Desiree, welcome to the call. And if you could share with us about uh, your new role as uh, organizer for the support group leaders. Oh, hi, Derek. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yes, me, me and Derek have been talking, and I had asked him if I can help with the support groups. Um, if gathering um, support leaders for each state is uh, very important. It's something that I know that they had before. And um, I would be reaching out to some of the leaders that are already have going, which he already stated, was it like three or four people in the United States that are, is it D Derek? Three or four. Yeah, there's uh, Seattle. There is Portland. Um, Chicago will probably be starting up soon. So we, we have a few. Okay, and I also I've been um, you know, talking to Derek about uh, possibly getting together with other TIs, you know, throughout the United States and helping them build support groups because I know how important that is for us to have support groups. And right. I do want to give my contact information. Um, I, I don't really feel comfortable giving my phone number, uh, but if you well, well, I'll give it to if you if you need to get my number, you, you just ask Derek for it, or I'll be reaching out to a lot of different people here coming up soon. Okay, um, yeah, that's right. You can give your email address, and uh, that should be fine. People yes, can talk uh, to you that way. Do you want me to give it to you right now? I mean, uh, over over. Do you want me to give it out right now, Derek? Um, it's up to you. Um, yeah, I, I can, I can, it's kind of long. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, go ahead then. It's, it's not. Okay. Um, okay. It's, okay. It's called, it's God's love Desiree at gmail.com. And it's G as in Gilbert. O D as in dog S as in Sam L O V as in Victor E D as in dog E S is in Sam, E R I E at gmail dot com. Okay, thanks, Desiree. And um and we'll be repeating that later for those of you that might uh uh didn't quite hear that or whatever. But anyway, uh Desiree will be an important uh asset, you know, to the to the organization. Um, because support groups are really going to be key in terms of our activism. That is really where the uh, the main activism will be happening, and that is basically in the communities and speaking to city officials. And that is 
in my opinion, where our assistance is coming from. Our assistance will be coming from. And um, that process has started in Richmond, and it is going well. And uh, hopefully we can have a similar experience in other places. In uh, the city of Phoenix, where Desiree is, uh, she has been in, in talks with some officials there, and that is going well. And uh, hopefully we can, uh, we're looking to develop a protocol whereby people can um, utilize the same method in, in their town and enlisting the help of the city officials and helping them um, to, to, to assist targeted individuals mainly because uh, just because we present information to our officials, they may not know what to do to help us. And that is going to be key. And, and we actually have to learn what that is ourselves, what it is that we need to tell them so that they can help us. So that uh, is also in development. So um, we do have a key opportunity here to kind of chart our own course and to um, inform the officials exactly what type of help we need and what they need to do to give it to us. So that's, that's an important position. So um, it's going to take a lot of uh, brains and expertise to put all of that, that, that package together, something that will work for us, uh, something so that we can educate them in a way that they can, in, in turn, help us. So um, it's complicated. I mean, it's very complicated. We are going to need intelligence, guys. So all of you that have brains, uh, you're gonna, we've been, uh, we're going to need you for that, for this uh, particular phase of our activism because all of this has, has to be put together in a way that is understandable to city officials and then processed in a way that police can understand it and in a way that they can utilize it to help us. So um, it's going to be quite a process by the time all that is completed. So um, but I think that we're making some good progress, and, uh, and I would say hopefully by the end of the year, we will have that uh, protocol in place. Okay, well, at this time, I'm going to um, open the call to the discussion. And uh, if there's anything that you guys heard that you have a question about, uh, kind of outline some of the things that we are working on, the goals that we're working towards. Um, if you uh, have ideas on what was just said or ideas about some things that uh, you haven't heard, things that we could be working on, that will be uh, welcomed as well. So feel free at this time to star eight on your phone as we begin our discussion. Hello? Hello, who's there? Uh, uh, this is Alec from San Francisco Lafayette. Oh, hey, Alec, how are you doing? Uh, hanging in there. 
Um, I just wanted to like, and I kind of mentioned this to Desiree in a, in a text message uh, a while ago, but I think we still need to like set up like a legal committee, a medical committee. And like, you know, I guess you have a research committee already, uh, like a sort of like a scientific uh, committee. But I think those would be kind of useful, too. So, Yeah, that's a great suggestion. Um, actually, the research uh, committee is um, it's gotten started. We've had one meeting so far and multiple meetings um, in between official meetings, uh, emails and so forth. Um, you know, working with ideas for projects and, and um, et cetera. So we have some really lofty ideas. Uh, just, I mean, there is uh, just a wide range of topics that we can explore uh, with this committee. And then uh, also the legal committee that you mentioned, uh, that is, you know, very important. And that has been uh, a great need in this community until very recently when um, Devon Harris, uh, he lives in New York City, uh, came to us and uh, informed us that he was going to paralegal school. And uh, he is due to graduate in January. So he's taking up um, his final courses now. And he has been on the calls a few times and he's starting to get people uh, that are coming to him, clients and so forth. So uh, once, you know, that ball gets rolling, that will be of tremendous help to the community. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll get uh, more paralegals, um, even attorneys that will work with him so that, um, you know, they can all address the legal needs of this community. So, mm-hmm. um, but that is an important area, Alex. Alex, uh, yeah, so, like, what I was trying to think of is, like, because um, there's so much information that people have and they're bouncing around and everything like that, and some of it uh, is very tangible. And if we could, like, have some sort of uh, a central spot where we could put those things together to, you know, help prove a legal case uh, down the line as far as, like, proof and things like that, um, we should somehow have, like, a library or something or be able to uh, have people access it, but also um, to, to like, try to, you know, use it as a foundation for, like, any possible legal action that anybody could use, but as even in a class action or something. Oh, well, you know, I absolutely agree that um, we do need some type of repository where we can, you know, keep legal cases, legal precedent, and so forth. Um, that is really an important area because um, as far as precedent, I, I'm not really sure uh, of much success beyond right. maybe a couple of cases. You know, as but far as... Our, you know, I'm just saying if we get, like, all this, you know, like, EMF damage, you know, and, you know, that stuff together, and then we get the laws together that they're being violated and get that organized and the patents and, you know, all the scientific other information, then we can put it together that way. Anybody who wants to have a legal case or if we could, you know, have a class action suit, then we could have the foundation already there. And it's, you know, very tangible for everybody. Um, and, it, you know, the, the most concrete, you know, proof that we can get. 
Well, so, yeah. Um, yeah, if we can kind of catalog the, the successful cases and uh, we can kind of keep track of um, those that are doing well with their cases um, and then also the VETS case, um, which is very, very similar to our issues, um, their cases is actually, I mean, it's a class action lawsuit and their claims are pretty, some, in some cases, they're exactly the same as ours. Um, it's, it's basically about human experimentation. And um, circumstances are somewhat different, but there's a lot of similarity. So, um, so that case is a precedent we do need to kind of, you know, keep our eye on. And um, are you familiar with the vets and what they are doing? The the VA thing or something, the veterans? Is that what you're saying? Oh, well... Uh, um, what did you say? I didn't hear it. Uh, the Brits or the vets? I wasn't sure what you, what you said. The vets, the, the veterans. This is oh, the Vietnam okay. veterans. And um, basically they were um, CIA and military experiment victims. Um I say victims, maybe I should I should say subjects, because they actually volunteered, uh, so to speak, for these experiments. Um, they were not well informed as to what they were getting into. And as a result, some of them, even, uh, you know, these experiments happened in the 70s. So, and here it is, 2016, and some of these, those that are left, actually, um, are are still experiencing health issues, and uh, and that was really what their complaint was that these health issues weren't being addressed. Um, they they couldn't sue for money, but um, what they could sue for was health care um, to um, to kind of um, uh, address the damage to their bodies and to their health after years and years of abuse from the chemicals, from the biological substances, and the mind control technologies, in some cases, that were implanted in their bodies. So um, this case has been uh, winding its way to the courts since uh, January of 2009. So it's been around for a few years. Um, I think there has been one appeal... Um, and I think that is the latest that has happened. Uh, I checked a couple of months ago, and I think that there is an appeal from um, uh, the lawsuit is an appeal. I'm not exactly sure of the status, um, and uh, let's see, I think that they were awarded the health care, but I probably I probably would have to have an attorney to look at the judgment to really decipher exactly what uh, they did when or why they were appealing. But anyway, I'm trying to follow that case. It's a lot of legal jargon, and I don't understand it all. Um, you know, we probably need an attorney to look at it to kind of tell yeah. us what's going on there. But anyway, um, but that yeah. case is, is very, very close to what uh, is happening with us, and we would do well to keep an eye on that. Right. I was just also thinking, like, as if we should put this stuff together for us as if we were going to have a lawsuit. 
whether we have attorneys right now, like down the line or whatever, just compile this stuff and put it in, uh, you know, in, in shape as if we were going to have a lawsuit that way. Anybody could use this information. And then if we have a class action suit, then we can just hand it to an attorney and instead of try to scramble at the last minute or have their people try to research it and stuff like that, we could just, you know, give them a bunch of stuff as if, you know, we were going to go forward in court, you know, so compiling the stuff and all the credible things and, and, you know, potential expert witnesses and stuff like that. Um, yeah, we could do that. Um, but again, we'll probably need a paralegal or an attorney to kind of organize, you know, all of that kind of thing and to kind of direct what, you know, what we do need because, you know, I, uh, for instance, I may not be aware of what uh, we do need and what we don't need and, and, and so forth uh, for right, a court. Right, right. You know, uh, okay, okay. All right, so um, hopefully uh, Devon could, uh, you know, could be of assistance uh, to us um, in this regard. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very glad that he is starting to get uh, some clients. And uh, so this should be, you know, something very good, you know, for us. Um, anxious to see, you know, what exactly, what type of work he'll be doing for them if it's going to court what kind of success they hopefully will have. Um, so anyway, um, you know, we're starting to get active in the uh, legal arena again, and I think that is something that will be very good for us. Yeah. So, um, so that and then, you know, several other areas. Uh, will be important. Uh, the research committee will be touching on just about every aspect of, um, you know, of of um, of what we do. Um, you know, they can you know research, you know, every area, and you know, let us know what's good for us, what information that we will need to pursue, um, you know, lawsuits. Um, you know, just, just everything. What kind of technologies are available uh, that, are, that are coming available, the technologies that are attacking us and so forth. Uh, frequencies, that's going to be important uh, because many of us need to know what kind of frequencies, frequency ranges to look for, um, which devices carry which frequency, and um, all that we're going to need guidance uh, with. And between them and the technical committee, you know, they can really give us a lot of education there. Um, uh, let's see. And just a, just a lot of consideration. Laws, um, information about um, what type of laws there are on the books that, uh, that affect TIs, things that we could utilize and maybe tweak uh, to make work for us. And uh, one of the questions that I have that is, um, has been asked for years, uh, years in our community is, can we utilize the Michigan um, electronic device law? Is it something that uh, will be useful for us? And if so, why aren't the TIs in Michigan using it? 
So um, just because there's a state law uh, doesn't mean that uh, TIs are going to be home free because Michigan's uh, device is the closest that we have as far as a state law that can assist us. Um, but the question will be, you know, can someone put together a case and cite this law and go to court and be successful? And that's kind of, um, I'm kind of waiting for a test case to come forward that will utilize this law to see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, any other comments, questions about you know, our goals and ambitions at this time? A lot of things um, we're working on right now, and I think that we'll start to see some results soon. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we are trying to work on a protocol that uh, everyone can copy and utilize in their town as far as getting assistance. And this would involve not only presenting them with information about our issues so that they can be aware of what's happening to us, but also what they can do about it, what they can do to help us as TIs. That, that, that other component is um, the missing piece as far as our activism. Uh, but we do have an opportunity to develop what that protocol will look like and tailor it to our community needs. So that this is going to be important over the next few weeks um, as we put all this information together. So, you know, guys, if you have any input, any ideas about how cities can help us, uh, what they can do to help TIs, then um, we can talk about that also. Um, one of the things that we are working on is um, uh, they're utilizing radio frequency detection devices. I think that will be key uh, for the police department to have uh, access to these devices so they can learn where the uh, culprits are and apprehend them. It's going to be essential for that. So um, if this, if this, if these devices work uh, the way that we need them to, then that's going to be the key for us. So um, we're stepping out uh, in Richmond. Uh, the date we have is November the 5th. Um, we're bringing some engineers to Richmond, and they're bringing their devices, and we're just going to start testing them out and see if they work and see if they can be useful for, for the police department and um, hopefully look forward to uh, some prosecutions and, uh, and hopefully start to freeing some TIs. That's basically what's, what uh, this, all this amounts to, where we're heading with this. So if this works in Richmond, it'll work everywhere else. Uh, hi. Yeah, I wanted to explain how they they activate the devices here. 
they're they're done individually as far as I know. They're you maybe they have a low signal uh to be aware that a person's coming or a, a human being's coming or a dog or whatever's coming into the target area, but then they seem to be have trigger people that uh have nests, you know, they have sniper nests during a, a campaign. You know, if there's a campaign to go after somebody, then the, they have a, a human being behind it generally, um, or, you know, it's done, you know, remotely with, um, you know, some kind of a pickup device with a camera so they can select out. So it wouldn't matter then if, if uh, the police had recorders or whatever. But Alex was saying yesterday the police are trained to utilize these devices against targets. So, you know, it, you know, if we had a uh, patchy divorce, you know, in the 80s or 90s, and, and you know, which 52% of the men were accused of child molestation when it's known that only 2 to 10% ever molest a child, that that is you know tens of millions of potential targets you know and this is this is how they create targets you know you may have a late puberty with somebody who has early puberty and they have a relationship when they're in their teens and this will go on for life you know so they get millions and millions of targets so once those targets are you know and any peace activist, by the way, anybody that fights these wars, you know, that tries to stop this iniquity, you know, through, you know, world political control, you know, to attack, you know, innocent people abroad is also targeted for death. And uh, this occurs in doctor's offices, parking lots, and, uh, you know, unless we get a repertoire with the you know, get enough people on our side like you're doing with the FBI, but the sheriff is the most important because they can they can go in and, uh, you know, if we get convictions and settlements to, to uh, for, you know, perpetrators who are, who are, you know, actively engaged. But at this time, it looks like they're moving the weapons in, doing an operation, and then moving them out in the same way with the parking lots. They're... They, they're buying up hardware stores, so apparently they can come into a hardware store, clip on a clip, put a clip on to any car, and hook it to their batteries or put some batteries in there and go out parking lot hunting, basically, you know, and burning people in the parking lots. So, you know, it's it's not something, but we do, yeah, we do have to have like third-party disinterested parties that you can get a 100% conviction rate. You know, if there's somebody that has a meter that doesn't have any interest, but who's going to have a meter that doesn't have any disinterest? No one. No one even knows about, even most of the TIs don't carry meters. But uh, if I'm making any sense, but it, it looks like, you know, they can rapidly move a weapon out, put clip a weapon on, and the same way with the neighborhoods or apartments. They can get them in there and get them out by the time there's a complaint. You know, the, and but if the police are in on it, 
then why would they, you know, that would, you know, they're, the thin blue line or whatever, you know, I think Alex has a good grip on all that uh, about the ease which they can transform themselves into looking like goody-goody citizens and then go into perpetrator to perpet whatever it is and, uh, you know, start molesting, you know, and, you know, killing. And, and the same way with the doctor's offices, you know, this is where they're this has always been a big operation for over a hundred years. Your, your old lawsuits are over a hundred years old where doctors are using hidden x-ray devices and, you know, to, to attack their patients, you know, cause they're getting paid by the patient and then getting paid by the enemy of the patient to get rid of that person, that individual. So, it's it's a real conundrum that we're in. I mean, I technically I've witnessed the slow kill of many many activists over my life, and I was in a religious movement, and I saw people coming in there that had been irradiated, and you know, and I didn't, you know, even in my personal life with you know marriage or whatever with you know raising families, I you know. I look back and I see, yeah, we were all being raped by these people, children too. So it's, uh, you know, and then once they have somebody that gets in the know, then then they're going to move up to high speed and, and, and they're going to try to eliminate them before they can be a witness to others how, how this operation works. But uh, it usually starts when we're 18 and, and these MKUltras get into the colleges and they they have probably special rooms for targets and, and they're, they're being raped and, you know, and then if they go, you know, it's just the same families that are targets, same families that are uh, perpetrators. And they seem to run in these families. Although, you know, a lot of the TIs do become, you know, perps by, you know, if they were molested, you know, if they were sexually molested or, you know, trained by the FBI to be perps, you know, like I found that uh, these cult, these uh, sects of Amish or people that were from the Amish community have become, you know, are running around with high-powered vehicles and also were involved in, um, in medical uh, uh, assaults, you know, slow kill assassinations and but I'm sure they don't have any connection anymore to the, the, the true Amish community. But, you know, if they're being given up to the FBI for training, you know. And just because we're minorities, it does, you know, you may get a minority, but people in the FBI don't rise up unless they go through that iron wall, as they say, into this whole perpetrator assassination community. I, I don't know what it's called, but. J. Edgar Hoover had a special section for assassin that would do assassinations, and uh, that that section is probably growing in leaps and bounds, you know, that right now, and you know, into the fusion centers, and now into DHS to take part in you know medical assassinations and neighborhoods. So they're probably guiding it and utilize you know through racketeering and influence and you know twentieth hand lies they're targeting people but you know it's mostly the peace community that doesn't want to participate in these foreign wars and uh 
that have committed atrocities are here in spades, and they're in our neighborhoods, and they're ready to to kill here. You know, and that they've already shown that they can do, you know, assassinations. And by the way, TIs shouldn't be so concerned when these horrible things come up about other TIs because the people that are spreading the this mass, you know, this kind of uh, uh, false information are you know, a lot of them have committed atrocities. It's nothing for them. And, and I would advise people on the, to listen to the World Trade, the first World Trade Center bombing interview on YouTube about talking that uh, blind shakes people into so-called bombing, you know. And you'll listen to the voice of that uh, perpetrator who is, you know, this FBI perpetrator who is, convincing somebody to to commit atrocities you know they they wounded 800 people and that was an fbi bomb so they're very very clever they'll say anything about anybody because they've done such horrible things it's nothing for them to say nasty stuff about people it's nothing because they are they they are in so deep you know they've committed so many atrocities against the american people you know, color of law in their, you know, official capacities. And, uh, you know, people are becoming more and more aware of it. So, well, that's all about all John, what is, your, what is your objective of what you're saying? You're giving us a lot of information. Now, what is your objective? What do you want to do with it? Well, we need social, we need people like Derek says, is to be able to communicate well, take, you know, we need like sociology, you know, experts that can come in because just in my neighborhood, there's three houses here that do, you know, that they have jobs and yet they open their their houses. And if we could get interviews with these people and see, but right now we need common law and we don't need that, but, you know, and just see what well, the mindset is. they use common law, are they? Can we can't make the courts use common law, can we? Well, you have to create your own. It's your own court. It's not. You can't. You use the court system because our, you know, our, our ancestors created the courts. We paid money to to have these court buildings to hold court. But it's not like a regular court. It's not like. Um, well, that's not going to happen. We have to use what we've got. There's nothing we can do about that. I mean, we can't change the court system. Unless we get voting on it in the government. No, you have to it. change yourself. You can't change the court system. You have to change yourself so you can utilize the courts to move your case, you know, and uh, put in notices and move the case forward to, to uh, you know, get your settlements. And But in order to enforce the settlement, you have to get the sheriff to be able to, uh, you know, do their duty and not uh, just let these people ride to another county or change their name. That's what they're doing to the police departments now that, that are engaged in killing the citizens. They're, they just move them to, they, they just recommend them to another county, you know, or state, whatever the case that's may true. be. That's true. But the sheriffs are doing it, and the sheriffs are doing it under the Freedom Act and what was the Patriots Act, and and now it's been already published on TV last week that they're doing it with Homeland Security. So oh yeah, they're, these are highly coordinated attacks. 
when you can get into a medical center, turn it into a Holocaust room where there's nothing but radiation, uh, uh, nuclear radiation heads. And by the way, nuclear radiation numbs the body. Yeah, you would uh, never I know it know. does, but let's not go off on that right at the moment because you've got a good thought about some things you're saying. Getting a sociologist to work in our neighborhood, that's something we can do, even if we got one. Now, we can't go interview people, but we can... If we if we could find one to work with us, they could study the patterns of what's going on in the neighborhood, and that would sort of give us a. Well, I know the pattern. I've been in this neighborhood. I know how yeah, these. You've got to get a professional expert to use in court. That's a grand idea you have. Good idea. Now, I don't know what we can do about the sheriff's department because they, Homeland Security, sheriffs, and police all work together. Now, we'd have to go to Congress and introduce bills to get that changed because everybody's beginning to find out, and people are talking about abolishing Homeland Security. Maybe that's a project everybody in the country should work on. I don't know about that, but sounds good well, to me. In America, the, the animal farms up to just raising children, it's a lot like raising animals. And, and you have to understand what the eugenics, the eugenics movement really started, you know, in England and it came to the United States and it and it sat here and it's in the textbooks. It's built into sociology uh, courses, uh, eugenics. That's the people that are perpetrating these crimes are a lot of them are socio have sociology majors. Oh, and, good. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's in the psyche. It's in the American psyche. You know, and people understand it. We, you know, and it's just, you know, like the the blacks were mistreated for for 300 years, but now a lot of them are sitting on top uh, of these eugenics programs. So it's everything's coming full circle, but um, I don't know. you know, it's just too much built into the psyche of of our consciousness that it's better somebody else than us. And now that we're being attacked, now now we'll join up with a group to stop it. But if if we're not accurate in our assessments and if we don't carry meters and protective clothing, you can't even look. If you discover a weapon and you look at the weapon with an with your face open, it's going to cause you cannot monitor an attack and look at where the attack is coming from without being affected. That's how powerful these weapons are. I mean, you, you'd have to wait three or four weeks till your brain settles down and not get reinfected. Well, that lady who had the lawsuit in Thousand Oaks, Dirk said tonight her lawsuit was coming back up in court in November. She proved that those beams were being sent and what they did. She may have some information on that topic. And if she's coming back in November for her lawsuit, she may win it. That may be a good good case if we can if it will get if well, she wins. Well, again, it's got it's you got in, in law you have to you know like O.J. Simpson supposedly killed his wife and and her boyfriend or whatever, and but he got a wit. And same with Zimmerman, you know, lately, and there was no witnesses. How are you going to get a witness to have a meter? get burnt alongside you 
and not become bewildered and schizophrenic for the month where you need to take his his witness testimony and all you know what do you call that i uh i forget what it's called a uh you know where you take testimony from somebody you know with that deposition yeah depositions how are you going to get somebody's deposition whose mind is all jumbled all his time aspects in his brain have been affected because he he stared at the place where the device was coming from you know much less what's he doing with the meter if he's the impartial witness otherwise it's 50 50 you know it's your word against the perps because then you would need to hire you know a private detective and find out where he's getting access to his device and if and if it's from a official government source they're going to clam up and you know we We'd need you'd need to get FOIAs and all that, but look, you know what was the main casualty of the the um, you know the 9/11 hijackings and and the start of the wars? Accountants. That's where the crux is. Is you know who who were killed in the twin towers in Building Seven? Accountants. You know there were accountants. That's where you know the rubber meets the road. Is is that president candidate would say, you know, it's, you know, who's paying, where are they getting these things? And that, that's the whole crux. And we saw in San Bernardino, that was a disability center. Those people were probably using the same construction company to build the Holocaust rooms where they burnt, where they burn people. Okay. Um, let's see. I, um, I need to kind of interject here because we're kind of drifting from the topic a bit here. Um, let's see, basically, if you're just joining us, we're talking about current and future projects um, of Pax International, and I read a list of them earlier, and let's see, I don't have my list here at present. Um, let me see if I can... Pull that back up. But um, basically, we're looking at uh, some ideas for the organization that would keep us moving forward. And uh, one thing I mentioned that is important is that we just recently signed up for a um, a webinar service, and I think that is going to be important um, as far as um, it's kind of the next step in terms of our effectiveness in um, delivering our message, the visual aspect. So we could have, you know, guests that come to the call. And um, I think this is going to be a neat um, interface because uh, when we have speakers and, uh, you know, they can be visually uh, seeing, you know, while they speak, and we can even there's a chat feature, and those that have um, those that have joined us by computer, they can ask questions actually during the talk, and uh, while someone is speaking, while they're answering questions, and this will cut down on crosstalk and things like that. So everybody will have that feature. So um, 
those that have computers anyway. So I think this is really going to enhance our effectiveness in terms of our, our, our calls and how we're able to deliver our message. Um, so this, I think it's going to be an exciting addition to our, um, uh, to our repertoire of outreach materials. So um, anyway, we're looking forward to that. And, um, and on October the 10th will be the, those guys from the technical committee. They'll be doing a presentation about uh, radio frequency detection devices. I'm trying to find where this noise is coming from. Uh, so anyway, we have a number of projects in the works, and if you guys care to comment, have questions, or forth, or so forth. Um, Feel free at this time to star eight uh, if you'd like to join the discussion. I'd also like to comment um, on uh, one of the points that uh, that Don raised about um, the police and how many of them, uh, or some of them anyway, are working for the other side, have been co-opted into the harassment uh, program. Um, one of the things that what we're doing um, in Richmond and, and hope to uh, to do in other places one of the effects of that, uh, one of the outcomes is that we would then enable the police department, those that um, are the good ones. It, what, uh, what we're hoping to do is to enable them with legislation and the use of the task forces and so forth uh, to empower them to help TIs, whereas now there's really not much they can do. Uh, even if they are sympathetic. So um, if uh, we do get legislation passed, if we do get these task forces and so forth uh, set up so that um, these would be vehicles to help TIs, it will, it will I think, um, uh, change the vantage point, I guess you can say, of the police department uh, instead of them uh, being adversaries, they would then be empowered to become allies. And um, I think it could uh, make a lot of difference in terms of police being able to help us. Hey, Derek? Yeah. This is Alec again. This is the conundrum 
because these, you know, there's plenty of laws on the books that uh, are against torture, you know, internationally and nationally. And a lot of uh, laws are being broken constitutionally. Um, so we have, to, there's a fine line there. It's not that there's not good police officers and things like that are willing to do things. It's just um, like, if we present it, whether it's in a, a Richmond arena with a city council in the city there, or it's in a legal uh, sense, we have to uh, use the Constitution to our advantage because no cop is going to sit there or FBI or CIA is going to sit there and say they don't believe in the Constitution. So that's the problem. Um, I'm sorry, I'm walking right now, so it's a little tired. But what happened with the uh, World Trade Center on the CIA, FBI level and this is how they kind of do stuff uh, from what I've been studying and things is that they have, you know, some constitutionalist FBI and CIA, and they were trailing the money from the Saudi, uh, you know, the people in Saudi Arabia and where it was coming from. Um, so they sent that out to them, but at the same time, we already had another group of CIA and FBI people who already knew where the money came from. So, and then later on, they'll just shut it down. So there's this, like, uh, CIA, excuse me, I gotta slow, stop walking. Uh, CIA agent Amaryllis Fox, um, who was sent to the Middle East to interrogate terrorists and things like that, thinking she's doing a good job. But at the same time, the CIA really knows what's going on and who's funding it. So that's the fine line we have to balance. You know, in any situation is, you know, the Constitution um, and and uh, use that, try to use it to our advantage. Well, the Constitution itself was written for the federal to administer to the states. It was the each state has its own individual constitution. But but as what what I was talking about was the 92 attack on the World Trade Center where there's two hours of an interview between an FBI agent talking to his informant to get the get the uh, sheiks, the blind sheiks followers, poor ones that had just come in to deliver the FBI-made bomb, and that's why he didn't go to jail with the blind sheik. There's two-hour interview where he recorded a hundred hours of the FBI's talks and the. You should listen to that. It's a two-hour interview. Just put it on YouTube, <clears throat> the FBI conversation to put the bomb in the first 92 World Trade Center bombing. They, you know, you know okay. they, yeah, they, conducted, <laughs> they conducted over right. 500 terrorist attacks on the United States in the last 10 years and bro- broken them up at the last minute. The FBI. Well, no, I agree with Alex. I agree with Alex because there are a lot of programs where the government's different factions are running counter programs against one another and hiding truths from the public. And so we don't have access to all the details behind the scenes. All we get are the news reports. And by the way, the Nuremberg Code, which was written back in the 40s and 50s, should cover everything that we're going through right now. All you have to do is look that up, the Nuremberg Code. And the number one thing is 
human beings should not be experimented on without their consent. That's the number one code on that list. So we should always be able to use it. But, you know, how far can you get with legal action before you get targeted or killed? That's a big problem. And what we should be looking at is the billions, billions and billions of dollars which are going to these companies like Lockheed, Boeing, Northrop Grumman, Raytheon, Halliburton, who are making money off of these contracts and have a lot of protections because of that money. They can buy every kind of legal angle they want, and that's why we're still stuck here. And thank you for listening. Okay, thank you for sharing. Oh. <clears throat> I just wanted to mention something. Um and being in contracting for many years, I do know a lot of the contracting officers aren't involved, but if there's a lot of employees and upper management and middle management that are supporting all the major corporations. And that's about all I can say. So it's kind of like a addition to what was just recently spoken but a lot of it is done behind scenes and they do it in covert ways where they get vacations and stuff like that. But the IRS is good at tracking money and finding things on that nature they have in the past. Well, it it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, a lot of this, you know, that, you know, they're creating schizophrenia and psychosis, and and there's a lot of transfer of money as people lose their their benefits, you know, uh, you know, or their family relationships, and and there's that just that active transfer of money to. you know, as people become incapacitated, and it, it, the fact that it generates, you know, this this money, it's it's, uh, you know, for medical, and then if medical is participating too to keep keep people, you know, which which I found another device in a doctor's office a couple months ago with another TI, we found a Crippler device looked like or a organ uh, hitting device just in a paper sack in the, in a, in a consultation room. So, you know, they're, they're participating in, in the destruction of, of TIs, you know, and, and this eugenics, you know, to, to, uh, weed out people or what culling or whatever it's called. But, you know, it's, it's very dark, you know, um, program that, um, seems to, generate its own uh you know momentum so so it you know in, in a negative way 
you know, that that creates, you know, money to uh, people that would be inclined to this kind of, uh, you know, torture and and wouldn't have any qualms as long as it's not against themselves. So, and the fact that they can bring a person down so fast, you know, with ionizing, and then if it, if they're on the block, and also the people that have the devices can also get those clear gels and they can put it in the mail or put it, you know, get if they can get entry into the home or into the car and, and put the stuff there to keep the people off balance, you know, the target off balance all the time and maintain that for a length of time. And a lot of these people are in psychiatric that are opening the doors to people attack, you know, get, getting in psychiatric to further harm um, TIs or, you know, um, get into their homes and make them look bad and discredit and destroy whatever, the 5D. But I didn't hear that. I, my phone got cut off, so I didn't, I, I didn't catch what was going on, but. You are correct on a lot of this stuff. There's a lot of people in the medical field in it. There's a bunch of low lowlifes in it. And when it all comes out about it, it's just really about a lot of money is involved and people are getting paid off. And if not paid off, they have to keep it up. Once once the FBI has them in the, you know, doing it, they can't very well back out. Yeah, but it's not always the FBI because... 22 FBI agents raided the OGC in Washington, D.C. There is a lot of lawyers involved in it, and like the Judicial Watch and a lot of other government watch groups. And um, It's been a while, but they, there was a big investigation, and they're still going on with the DOJ. So there's judges involved in this, lawyers, cops, and it's good and bad in all professions. And usually good people, like you said, it's a slow kill. And it's it's horrifically wrong. I know yeah, if something ever happened to me, blame the government agency I used to work for. Yeah, it seems they're so everything seems to be so infiltrated. And and if they don't want to participate, they're going to still open. If they're strategically located into an area where there's fresh meat, so to speak, to to infect with this stuff. They'll open their house to trigger people. They'll open their garage, open their windows if it, if there's a line of sight target. Well, them yeah. are the lowlifes involved in it. Them are all the gangs. Because if you read up on the Democratic cult party, they're associated with the outlaws, which are associated with the drug cartels. And, yeah, they can fear people into belonging to those gangs. It's one big vicious circle. And like you said, the eugenic program, they hit the AAs a lot and other groups. But all of it is is they want to support gangs. I mean, we're the, we're the get them ever get rid of gangs. There's somebody in Washington. Okay. But it's all the low locks that are breaking in your house. That's the recruitment into the gangs. And some of them are feared into it. I don't know if you watched that movie, um, gang-related. It was a one-year series they had. online it shows your your phone's breaking up 
and one of the sons was a lawyer, and another son was a doctor. But then you had your scumbag, regular gang people you know, doing all the lower life crime, and that's how some of it actually works. Sometimes it's whole families involved or portions of the family. They get a lot of poor people involved into the gang, and a lot of them do it out of fear, not like they want to. But some of them are recruited easy just for the money. You know, it, it's really hard to say. But if you really think about it, they could have got rid of gangs a long time ago, especially with the gang task force. You know there's usually somebody in Washington supporting that. It's not just gang stalking. If you read Top Secret America, it'll tell you all the organizations and the governments and everybody involved in Incidentally, everybody blaming the military for all the stuff that's going on. And in Top Secret America, I don't remember that there was much in there about the armed forces doing it to us. Maybe I missed it. Derek said he read it and somebody else, Gary, I think, said he read it recently. But in that that paper, which is government documents, it said 815,000 people were trained to go after people breaking in your homes, doing all the things that they do to all of us. It's not just gang stalking. It's organized stalking. And they're trained with 815,000 men, so now it has to be well over a million. They're trained and they're paid and they're exempted by executive orders so that they don't get convicted. Under the Freedom Freedom Act, which came about after the Patriots Act, they're exempted. They're exempted by executive orders that they do not get convicted. Yeah, but they're tra- somebody's training these people. To, well, during the wars, they're trained to kill men, women, and children. No, not during the war. In Top Secret America, they're organized and trained by the federal government in seventeen basic main seventeen main agencies that are doing it: NSA, CIA, NCIS, CID, FBI. All those people. You just read it over. You have to read it about six times. Let it all in in World War Two, they or World War One, you could only get half the people to pull the trigger against the. We're United. not in World War One. We're not here. Do you think who's training the military to do it now? It didn't say that in Top Secret America. I might be wrong, but I don't remember it. But it's a conditioning process. It it costs money. It takes a certain type of individual to train another individual to cause you know cause harm to somebody. And uh, you know that natural goodness. You know is now it's it's over ninety percent of military will pull a trigger against an in a, you know under orders. Now how do you know that? Can you prove that by some document? I talked to a young officer up in Seattle about four years ago, and I said the same thing to him. He said, oh, no, it's not. He said, because these are good American citizens, and I don't believe they will do it. He said, and if it came to running guns across your city streets and picking up people or shooting people, he said, they're not Well, they're not shooting it. bullets. They're shooting electricity, which is not, most of it's non-lethal. How do you know that? How do you know the military is doing it? All of you keep saying the military is doing it, the military is doing it, but I don't know how you prove that. I've talked to these people, and uh, they're 
their, their kids go into mercenary, um, you know, into mercenary groups, and and uh, they're very committed what? to to molest. How many? What percentage of people? How many people go into it? I mean, do you think they're two twenty thousand, or do you think they're fifty thousand, or two million, or what? No, they've they circulated ten million people through the Iraqi war. It's the only do what six months or nine months at a time. Then they bring them back. Then they send them. But no, not many do two or three terms. If they do three, they they'll commit suicide. You know, I know quite a no. There's a lot of them. The people live right in my neighborhood have done three terms. I talked to one old boy, Marine. He said, "I'm going back for the third time." My next door neighbor went three times. They didn't go once and get out. Many, many, many of them went back three times. I just don't know, according to what I, and I may have missed it, but I have to go back and read Top Secret America again. But I remember that saying it was approximately 17 main organizations that were involved. And they were eight, at that time, there was 815,000 people trained and acting as perpetrators against citizens. I know they added another 30,000 from Utah. Incidentally, somebody was on the other night talking about a big organization, a big base or something in, in above ground organization, a government place in Utah. And we haven't heard much about that. Nobody said any more about it. But the person who came on said it existed. Do you all know anything about that? Uh, well, no. No, what is this about? It's in Utah, and it's a government agency, and it's above ground. It's sort of like an NSA agency, but it's above ground. He said, well, somebody came on the call one night and reported it. And they said it was in Utah, so it was a huge place, and it was the government place, and it wasn't underground like NSA, it was above ground, and apparently they've been building on it for a while, nobody knows about it. I was trying to find out if that was true or not, and it sounded like it was. Well, yeah, there is a facility, and it's in, um, I think it's in Idaho. Or is it uh, Utah, one or the other? They said Utah. Yeah, okay, Utah. And it's that's an NSA facility, though. Well, that's what it was then. I didn't know there was one there. How many people working there, Derek? I don't know how many, but it's a. Um, they say it's 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 a huge facility. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know how many um, would be working there. Or you know, William Benny thought <clears throat> he expressed that he he thought that they would be using a lot of those uh, <clears throat> that space for storage of phone calls, emails, and other private data from American citizens. Well, that's what they were talking about. The person making this report said that. And they mentioned his name, and they were saying what you're saying exactly. Why have we heard nothing about it? Well, it's been known that they have uh, some big facilities up there. No. 
underground tunnel not too far from there also where they've been hauling out gravel so it, it it's coming more and more to look like something from Colorado Springs and as we know Colorado is where they did a lot of those false flags Aurora and, and the Columbine and so you know it there's they've been digging gravel out of a tunnel not too far from there so for, yeah, there's, you know. there's a big facility um, at Cheyenne Mountain, Colorado, um, where NORAD yeah. operates. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, where they can live if there's an atomic war. You know, they can live. You know, they all the top people can take their wives and live there for years. And uh, yeah, like some kind of underground, uh, like networks that they can live in. And it's so easy now to dig tunnels. They have these tunneler devices that, as they tunnel through, they they lay a concrete foundation around the tunnel, you know, and and it makes an instant roadbed. And so a lot of people think they have underground railroad lines front connecting the big, you know, yeah. cities and things. That, and if you do a search on that, you'll see some pictures. The they they have these huge drills that will drill tunnels um, that are like hundreds of feet high and wide that uh, they're just huge. So you can do a search on that and you'll see the pictures. Well, not hundreds, but, you know, they, you can run it. Tra- trains aren't that wide. And, uh, but, but, no, yeah, but they, they, they drill through and then they, you know, build facilities off of that and they, you know, run. They do have trains, as well, from what I hear that go from one side of the country to another, um, and they don't do it all underground. We're not privy to all of that, but we're finding out. Luckily, we have the web. We can get a lot of information we didn't used to have. It's all out there. Not all. A lot of it's out there. I didn't know about the tunnels before these calls, and then when I started looking into it, I was like, oh, wow, look at all these spaces. They've got, like, the America under the America. Well, the privatization of water, how how they're selling shares, and the fact that they can tunnel up to these, from Mexico clear up to Canada and have underground aqueducts and... uh, Mm-hmm. Wow. And control the price of water, and, and uh, you, know, it's, you wouldn't believe how expensive water is in San Diego County. You know, it's, it's well, yeah, because they're dropping so many chemtrails that the surface water is getting all contaminated, and then uh, you want to get clean water, you go to bottles, but bottled water is usually municipal. Yeah, our good water filters are eight hundred dollars for 
you yeah. know, eight stage water filter to get fluoride out. And mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's a lot of the chemtrails getting through. Really yeah, can't... here they're just dumping big 10,000 gallon things of pesticide are being sprayed in the water filtration um, beds. You know, the, there's a couple hundred acres of filtration beds for river water and they're spraying it with with these chemicals and mm-hmm. you know it's, yeah and who knows what kind you know you're right i mean maybe part of it is like to keep it from getting algae but then that chemical is still in the water no they're just spraying it dry and when it's dry for weeds and it's glyphosate and pre-emergence and who knows what else, but I can smell it and, you know, I don't even, jeez, i got to call the water department and find out who contracted that chemical company under what auspices, what environmental studies were made. And, you know, they, you know, so it's something, you know, and then I'm fighting these people that are hitting me with, you know, laser bullets, ripping my back, you know, putting these, laser or acoustic bullets, whatever, and then raping the people coming in, the TIs coming in, turning them into Manchurians. I mean, the whole thing is, these people are experienced. You know, like I said, these are third, fourth generation. You know, they're into it, and they're clever, and they're mute. You'll never hear them talk about it. They, If you talk, you can talk all the science you want. They won't say one word it's like their mind has already been divided and what they have to yeah. what they can't talk about well i know and when i go to my water department i said can you just at least post the not the water the department testing. no i'm talking about the electronic perpetrator i know but i'm going back to the water thing right now and that i did ask my water department can you you know at least post are you testing the water are you supposed to test the water every month at least and show us the levels and they were like, eh, we don't have to. We're not. We're not obligated." And so, I, we can't even find out what the normal tests are supposed to look like because they don't feel like they're obligated. No, that should be on their website. It should be there. But it isn't. No, what not I'm saying a... is, it isn't. And I asked them about it. Could you please post your test results? And they just look the other way. We don't have to do that. You know go call the county, you know, and then you call the county and they put you on hold and you can't get the information because they don't want you to know. Yeah, I hear for you on Muckrock, they're, they're having a lot of problems now and they're not, you know, everything's more and more blanked out, blacked out. You don't get any information on your FOIAs. And, uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, we, oh, need, yeah. we need more ability to do the FOIAs and... Uh, but, like, if the people are controlled and or if they're sort of dumbed down so they're not supposed to share or know any information, so they can't, you know, then you can't, like, I mean, how can you work the system if people don't aren't even willing to do the basic job that they're hired, you know? Yeah. And uh, how can you get past that? Unless and then you if you're on a targeted list, they can probably withhold it. So you'd have to join an organization and, and do it through somebody else, you know, if you've been... Well, I was actually that. thinking of learning how to do water testing myself and provide it, you know? 
um, because they do have kits you can get. I mean, you won't get... Well, like, what, what they're using are those spectrometers that missed it, and yeah. then they, they fire it up, and then they take a picture of the mm-hmm. elements. And those, yeah. I don't know. I know Mike Adams, the health ranger, bought one. He has his own lab. And you yeah. could probably send it to Mike. You know. Yeah, they have these other, uh, I did look into it. Like, they have some private companies, but they charge like hundreds of dollars per uh, Yeah, it's 175 I went there, and when I took my sample there, they wouldn't do my sample, but that was where all the water companies from the surrounding counties take theirs to that lab. Babcock Labs in uh, Bed or uh, Box Springs, Riverside, and uh, it looked like they when I came, they go well we'll give it to you if you come out this afternoon. So I go out in the afternoon and and they it looked like they had surrounded the building with perps, the doorways uh-huh. and uh, and then they wouldn't give me a straight answer on on hardly anything and uh, yeah plus yeah. my my by then my car had been poisoned. And there was still, you know, some odor. They had smeared clear gel over both of my pickup trucks. And, uh, oh, no. Yeah, and so I had to, there was still residue on my seats, you know, and I had to wash oh. it out later. But, uh, you know, already. What have, you been using, what have you been using to get that stuff? Because I know a lot of people are getting it. You use vinegar or what do you cut it with? Like turpentine? <clears throat> I've tried a lot of, of poisons? things. Poisons? No, I, I just buy a cheap chlor. You know, chlor- uh, chlorine-based stuff, and uh-huh. it, it'll cut it. Yeah, if uh-huh. it mix, if it, if it's left long enough on certain paint surfaces, it'll blend in with the paint. It'll pull the paint up from. Uh, it yeah. pulled the paint up from, from the car. You know, the acrylic. You know, the you know really good. Uh, you know, car paint. Yeah. But it, it shines it. It looks like it's been polished, and the rest I is know. oxidized. And you. You take it off and and it pulls the paint and you get paint, and then even on the upholstery it takes the color of the upholstery out, bleaches mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, I've seen a lot of different things. Um, Is that with mattresses too? It'll leave a rust color, like it, you urinated or something, or you know. But you, you could try putting a tarp over your cars. Um, no, they haven't done it. I think the guy. You know they're listening to these calls and they know and they don't. That that their worst fear is exposure. Now they've been you know spreading around who these people do what they, who they are. But uh, that's why my phone gets cut off. <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, they're generational. They've been put. They're old gladio fighters and. When they build enough stocks of poisons and weapons, then they go out and molest their own populace. That it's it's something they like. Alex was talking about the other day. They do that. All countries do that to their own. The the amount of people in foreign wars to the people that the government kills within is three, you know it's been calculated as three to one. You know they that or that get killed within their populace that they'll. You know, but uh, you know, I mean, as far as the United States, it's it's three to one. They kill three times as many people inside their own countries as they do, you know, in foreign wars or so-called mm-hmm. wars, invasions. Because they build up, they build up these, the and you know, with the CIA. Although, the, the, who who do people come to 
when there's a big problem so they have all these records so they know all the ways to harm people without getting caught and then they have access to all these mil- these devices from Raytheon, Lockheed and all the other general dynamics and they just as as uh, Donald Rumsfeld said with that general when he was you know interviewing that lady asked him about these weapons he goes well they're on a the shelf and he smirks and he looks over to the other guy Oh yeah, we take. Uh, oh yeah, they're in their innovation stage, and that smirks, and you know, yeah, we pull them off the yeah. shelf. Yeah, we're still working on it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, we're still working on it. Yeah, they're working on us, but the medical one is the worst, and and the dental, and the fact that you, these people are in on it. That's the scariest. That's the scariest. Because it's ionizing and it's and it's numbing. You don't know you've been hit. It takes months before the reaction sets in, and it lasts for years and years. And by that time, you've forgotten that it was a, you're, you were at a medical office. And they've been doing it to me for 40 years before I caught on that my dentists were trying to kill me. I had no idea until I caught one on camera and saw the head. The radiation head, and it caught it, caught the, the a minute of a five-minute attack. So I would advise everybody take always take a, a a digital camera that has a fresh battery and a fresh card. Make sure it'll stay on a while, and and if that and turn it on, put it in your pocket so nobody knows or your pocketbook so nobody knows it's there. It will pop if they're hitting you with ionizing. It'll start popping. It'll start going off like a, a door buzzer. It'll start going, you know, and uh, you'll record it. And then, you know, um, yeah. I don't know about the microwave boxes that I caught the other day. You know, a couple months ago, there was like a microwave box, a little square box about 9 by 10 or something, by 9, you know, uh, with dials on the front with a little funnel coming out a rubber thing on the hole and it was in a paper bag and they had the perp in the waiting room you know and they were going to green it's called green lighting you know that's what in military parlance it's all military and police you know it's it's a military hierarchy and the the doctors are part of it you know remember the the attorney general uh, who's head of medical general that should catch on that it that your medical and dental are military you know just like the health department they have health generals you know it's a military parlance like your police you know sergeant and captain and and chief and such so you know and they have code terms and if you ever hear the word green light when you're in medical and you hear the word green light or a dentist, you're, you're, you better look out. But the fact that it numbs you and eats your body from the inside, you never feel a thing. You know, that's, that's the danger of this stuff. You know, that you, it's, you don't know what's 
you don't feel anything. But the magnetic, you know, since it's pure electronic, it's not. They don't use uranium. They just harvest the 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 electronic part into an ionizing ray, so it has the effect of of a nuclear device. But it's it's just electromagnetic. But it does the same thing. It activates a uh, a proton to wreak havoc, you know, to go in there and just start exploding other, you know, it creates a chain reaction on a on an atomic level. And genetic, that's why genetic anarchy. Yeah, you don't feel it. It. What what was that again, Joe? Genetic anarchy. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because it splits the DNA and it does all this stuff. And it, if you have metals in your body or other toxins, you could die right away. It would, it would just cause a whole, yeah, a cascade. Of Look, let, me, let me, let me, let me tell you something. I was talking to a doctor, and and I was being quite frank with her, and she not knows me. She, she knows, you know, she knows me. And um, she said to me, you know what the problem with this is? That it's fleeting. It's an on-off switch. One minute it's there, one minute it's not. So uh, it's not like if you get hit last night and you come into my office, I'm going to see the effects and be able to write up that this injury was caused by because there's nothing left behind. There's no, there's no powder burns. There's no, and the research, the only research that's been done, is by the Air Force and NASA, and that's and that's classified, you know, in, in national interest. But it's all bullshit. Because check this out, with all the technology that this species has accumulated. By now you think we would have been smart enough to take it. Just think about what you're talking about, okay? The kind of technology you're talking about. Well, it's ionized. Uh, no, well, what I'm saying is take it and instead of dust, dust that um, activates cancer in your body when your head. What about making dust that make people get along, uh, that calm people down, that, you know, it's almost like we're geared, we're geared to be aggressive and warlike. And what I'm saying is, with the technology that we have now at our disposal, we could turn that around. And just like 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 the um the voice of God, you've heard that, right? Voice of God. Right. That's when you make a large group of people hear you know, hear something. You know, you cast a frequency strong frequency, large radius, and they all get affected, you know. Um, you would think by now that we would be trying to cause peace. You know? Just what I'm saying is just as easily as we're able to protrude our 
our instruments of uh, death and destruction, we could just as easily do the same things with instruments of love, of um, of cohesiveness. I mean, you're talking about uh, people. People talk about um, brain uh, neural monitoring. All right. So you'd think if they were so smart, neural monitor everybody to only have one baby. Because right now we're having way, you know, overpopulation explosion. It just be boggles me that that man is so stupid. I mean, the great times on this earth were when the dinosaurs existed. That was earth. That was the real earth. After the asteroid hit and the ice age came, and now we're having a melt-off, look what's left. You'd think that we would appreciate what we have left. I mean, we're lucky this planet is still here. I don't know. I just, it's, I just can't, uh, I just can't, just can't fathom the evil, the evil intent of mankind. I, I, you know, it's hard for me to grasp it. What I'm saying basically is we could use our technology to make everyone love one another instead of causing wars and stuff like this. That's how, that's how, but what reason do we have to have wars? Why are we having wars? If we have the technology to make people hate one another and kill one another, we can use the technology to make people get along and love one another and because um, the way we're going, we're using up everything and uh, do you understand what I'm saying? It's just, uh, it's it's beyond my uh, beyond me. Yeah, well they, the amount they give to food stamps to mount the wars um, you know, it's just a tiny sliver to food, and uh, the amount for war is quite a bit. I guess it's the way the Babylonian Satanism and all that Satanistic rituals and, and the creation of money. How? Money I mean, I could just imagine, okay, this is, a, this is a large universe, and you'd have to be really, really ignorant and stupid to think that there aren't other races out there. Of course there are. And, uh, you know, I can just imagine what some of them would have to say if they came across, you know, or took a look at it and said, Jesus, look at what, they, what are they doing? You know, what are they doing? They're, they're little, they're like, they're acting like little spoiled infants. Well, supposedly know. the Constitution was developed because they knew how tyrannical the kings you know the kings would be you know if America became a kingship an evil kingship you know but each person was supposed to be a king we were supposed we were going to give self-government that the people would regulate themselves and you know we've been dumbed down and we weren't taught properly that of our responsibilities and how to um, move you know a 
our way through uh, to a judicial process to get the, you know, the executive to to perform its job, and yeah. now it's everything's become topsy turvy and heavyweight, and the government is is acting as these tyr- tyrannical people with these two, you know, this Manchurian idea that you can activate somebody, you know, remotely into being a Manch into these. Um, well, what, what, what I'm getting at is that the pharmaceutical companies can make just as much money. Uh, I've been a first-hand uh, witness of somebody having a roid rage, real a real big guy having a real bad roid rage. And and um, now, if you could do that with steroids. Can you do the same, you know, do something with the opposite effect and hand it out to the public and say, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, if they want to spray, spray, spray the love potion over the, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking, you know, too idealistically. Humankind right now, mankind is smart enough to spread peace instead of hatred, and we're choosing, we are choosing to spread hatred. And this this is what I, I just cannot fathom. You know, and uh, getting back to what you you were saying about tunnels, right? Um, about what? Uh, uh, tunnels. You were talking about tunnels. Oh, tunnels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to say something, but I was busy. It's cooking. Um. China has an island where the uh, a satellite caught a shot of a, a a massive submarine. It looked like it just disappeared into the side of an island. And what they're doing is that China is actually using, you know, islands as uh, and mountains as bases because they're protected and will you know. So you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, subterranean uh, culture is there. Just who they let in. But um, I don't know. Maybe I should have been a priest. We're so stupid. Mankind is just so stupid. I, I live in a city where people walk around with straight faces of frowns. Now, wouldn't this be a nicer place if everybody, everybody walking down the street said hello to one another, smiled, and worked together? I mean, we're on a headlong path to destruction, self-destruction. I mean, somebody's got to get it. Some, somebody's got it. Somebody's got to get it soon because something really bad is going to happen. We're getting too smart for our own good and we're not using it the right way. That's all I got to say for tonight. I'm not feeling very good about the human species right now. I think we're very, very self-centered, stupid little... And like I said, I, I could just see pulling up, pulling up in an alien's spaceship and taking a look at Earth and going, 
Jesus, let's get the hell out of here. That's a wreck. <laughs> I'd like to comment on this. Um, this is Roseanne, and I don't know if you're speaking, but um, I've been listening, and, uh, you know, I'm guessing that you uh, came into the world and had quite a bit of love in your life. And, um, you know, those of us who feel the way you do, and I'm one of those people, uh, I can't really understand why uh, this technology would be used for evil and not for good and why there are people wanting to kill other people and hurt them and damage them and cause mental illness and all of the horrific things we're watching on our planet right now. But, you know, I came into the world and I was exposed to love. And um, I'm not saying my childhood was easy, but it was filled with love. And so that's what I'm based in. That's the reality I know. And I think if, you know, you're going to straighten out the world, you have to figure out how to help the people who came into the world and were abused immediately and never had that basis of love. Because they don't know. They would rather everybody, I think, they would rather everybody suffer with them. I think they're in pain. And I think... The idea that other people are not in pain and and feel love and know how to give it and want peace and know how to give it is very threatening to them. And I, I don't know what the answer is, uh, to this is. It's just something I, I'm just thinking. I came into this world and left on a car hood. Uh, mm-hmm. I, was ado- I was adopted at three days old. The mm-hmm. woman that adopted me, the couple that adopted me, had lost, this is back in early 60s, uh, their first baby was a success, but because of the RH factor, uh, rejection syndrome, my mother lost three more babies after that. So I was, I was abandoned, I was adopted, and she showed me what your <clears throat> talking about true, true appreciation, true love. And that just, that's, I mean, there's nothing better than that. So why would we be striving for anything else? That's my, the, really, when you experience true love, now you're talking technology, mind control, uh, neural monitoring, Let's neural monitor everybody to have that feeling, to know what it feels like. I absolutely agree. In fact, I've been saying, you know, to the mind control scientists, look, you've got a lot of power here. Can you not put love in the people who are trying to destroy us? Can you not use your power for good? And I've been saying that for years. Because there oh, is a lot of you and I should oh, write a book. You and I should write a book. Yeah. I'm sure there'd be and, a lot of you know, this could be a wonderful world. We could do, and, and the people who are 
trying to destroy it? Do they not do they not realize that they can feel love and compassion? And do they not realize that they could use this technology, like you're saying, to make people, you know, uh, happy and peaceful and um, willing to consider the health of the planet? You know, there's a great deal of power to this. Why it is being used for evil is a big question. Why? Why? And I can only think that there are people who are based in evil. You know, I said this to Derek one day. I said, what is this about? Why would somebody do this? And he said, well, Roseanne, there are good people and bad people on on, on the planet. You just have to accept that. there. You know, there's good and evil. You know, and I think when you're based in good... You just really can't even fathom evil. It's like it just doesn't even compute. You know, why would somebody make up something called Satanism and, you know, do what they do and, and, you know, put people through ritual abuse and all this crap? I mean, what's the purpose of this? It's power. You know, and I... Yeah, I can only think that, um, you know, there's, I mean, happy people don't hurt other people, usually. A lot of people, it was like, um, I forget how many, it was was, uh, maybe, I don't know, 1,200, 1,300 years ago, Japanese, there was a, there was a kingdom and, um, one of the hands was so jealous of the landowner that he noticed every morning the landowner would go out mm-hmm. and smell his roses. So, And he was so jealous that what he did was he put poison in the roses the night uh-huh. before. So when the uh-huh. owner went out, and since he was the only helper there, he ended up with a it's 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 controlling greed. Some people some people are never never satisfied. I'm satisfied to see life flourish, see people smiling, and just get along with everybody. And right, right. It, it, it's not hard. And they, and really, I mean, like I was talking about the voice of God. That's that's something uh-huh. that. That's something that could be used um, on large groups of people. It's like mind control. I've read it. Right. And, and, right. and so, I'm in, in, you know, but uh, people are brainwashed too. Like I'm sure in North Korea, they're using this technology to brainwash their people because, mm-hmm. because, uh, I don't, um, you know, to cry over your leader, cry over your leader. The leader's evil. Well, there are those that really in the world that are really just based in power, based in greed. You know, there's, I, I think that a lot of this comes down to money in all different ways, and all the wars come down to money. And, you know, you have to realize, when you look at the history of some of the 
perpetrators globally of all of this. Like you look at the Rothschilds, you have to realize that they actually created human beings. You know, first of all, they they were inbred. They were very particular about who they married and who they had children with. And they actually created human beings for the distinct purpose of going forth into other countries and establishing central banks and things like that. Like they had kids so that they could expand their global financial empire. And I often wondered, well, what were those kids? You know, what kind of child did they have? Because they were created to do a job which wasn't very humanistic, wasn't very uh, egalitarian. And so were they shown love? Were they, were they taught compassion? I doubt it. You know, I really doubt that, you know, those would be qualities which would keep them from doing a good job. So, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Um, You know, I'm watching this protocol and what they seem to be doing is trying to get everybody to fight, trying to get everybody to distrust each other, trying to make everybody angry, trying to make everybody evil, like them. You know, and the positive thing I see is that it isn't working very well. It really isn't. I mean, they're putting us through hell, but I'm seeing the TIs are pretty much remaining who they are. And if they, you know, if they're based in, if they began in love, they're still in love. Even though it's harder, you know, the human spirit is very, very strong. It's one of the strongest forces we have. And I'm not seeing drastic personality changes. I'm seeing people erect in anger that wouldn't normally do so. I'm seeing wacko ideas in their minds that sooner or later they realize wasn't real. Um, You know, I'm seeing all the mind control things, but it's not affecting who they are deep inside. They are still who they were. They're based in love. They care. They they keep fighting. They, uh, you know, they care about the world. And they put themselves at risk to try to warn the world that this is going on, which is the biggest gift you can give. Because as we all know, this can get very intense and very heavy when you try to expose it. Well, a lot of it has, a a lot of it, I think, um, what I see, um, what, what I see is, Right now in the United States, we kind of made our own hell. Uh, all right, but let's be honest. Uh, it, when we came, when Europeans came here, it was just little Indians. Uh, you know, from the tip of South America to the the top of uh, Canada, it was all Indians. Right. Now, and, and 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 I think a lot a lot of it has to do with payback now. You know, it's past the point of... past that point. Well, what I'm saying is, simply, with the technology we have now, we could get people to love one another just as easily as we can get them to be at war with one another. And I don't know why we're not doing it. 
Yeah, but that's what I'm saying about profit. War benefits certain people, you know? I mean, Dick Cheney made billions off the Iraq war. You know, the defense contractors make billions off of war. Um, The bankers make billions off of war. Um, Plus, you know, if if you're greed-based, you're going into countries where there are resources that you want or um, strategic positions or, you know, something else. So, um, you know... You're focused on love. Someone else is focused on what can, what can, what kind of money can I make? Um, and they don't care. You know, they're like psychopaths. They don't care. They don't have any empathy. You know, could they zap themselves in the head and produce a loving human being? Probably. But why are they not choosing that? You know. Um, you know, it's a very good question. Um, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't blame the general public for the mess we're in. I really wouldn't. Okay, a lot of Americans are not really paying attention, but there's so much propaganda and there is so much power behind hiding the truth and keeping people distracted, you know, that, Unless you're a targeted individual or someone who's really quite an activist, you're, you know, you don't really know what's going on. You just think, oh, gee, all of a sudden my country's erupting into racial violence. You don't know that George Soros is funding it and pushing it and then busing people into cities to cause trouble. You know, you don't know about false flags and you don't know about mind control and you don't know about any of it. You just think, oh, gee, we were just attacked. Now the Muslims are the bad guys. We've got to wipe them out. And, uh, gee, I guess we're going into racial violence again. Gee, what a shame. You know, um, you, you know, you, it, it it takes some kind of motivation to look beyond the news. Uh, That being said, more and more people, I mean, statistically, things have gotten so bad that more and more people are waking up and not trusting mainstream news and, um, you know, getting on their computers and finding out some options about, you know, gee, this is engineered. And it might be engineered to take down our country. And why would someone want to do that? Well, there's this little thing called the world government that's been on the table for a long time. And you've got to destroy sovereignty to get there and, you know, get the UN controlling everybody. And, you know, um, they're starting to question uh, what's going on. And, And more and more people are doing that. You know, I do see a progression of awareness. And so the only positive thing I can say about all this is that it might have gotten so bad that, you know, everybody's starting to question things because it's getting glaringly obvious that, um, you know, something horrific's going on. Um, This is not normal life for Americans or most people around the world. 
you know, and this is global. So, um, and, you know, can enough people wake up in time to save the planet? It's kind of like, you know, a big drama at the moment. <laughs> I'm just watching it <laughs> unfold and, you know, it, it's, um, you know, rooting for the the good guys. And um, I do see a lot of good guys. I do see a lot of good people. And the more people that stand up, the more people will feel comfortable standing up. So, you know, I haven't thrown in the towel. Um, it, it is something extraordinary, though, um, which I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. And it's just... My my job has dropped <laughs> for many reasons. You know, targeting is only one of them. So, you know, um, but I base, personally, I base my life in hope. And uh, I'm actually glad I'm in the struggle. I mean, I wouldn't choose to be targeted, but I can see that... Um, Without being targeted, I would have just been clueless, and um, my talents have been utilized in the struggle for the planet, and, you know, I get some kind of satisfaction from that. That keeps me in power in my own heart. You know, I, I it's the only way I can not succumb to the targeting is to work for the good of mankind, you know, and I I highly suggest that for everybody. It's a very good antidote to targeting. They will ramp, they will, you know, react, but, you know, you're not going to, they're not going to stop anyway, so what the hell, you know. Am I am I still connected, or did everybody go to sleep? No, I'm still here. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I thought I put the whole room to sleep. <laughs> no, I was just explaining to someone who is undergoing targeting the, the concept of how what we were talking about, how the technology could be just you know, 180 degrees, how we could use it to, you know, do the right thing, why we're not. Because what we were left, you know, after the dinosaurs and the asteroid and the ice age, we haven't got much left to work with, and we're using it too fast. Something bad is going to happen soon. Yeah. Well, you know, the biggest mo- one of the biggest motivators on the planet is fear. And, you know, Russia said something. Russia really, I think, was first with all of this technology. And Putin uh, said something and said that the country that uh, perfects this technology will rule the world. 
Well, you know what? There's something, and I tell this to a lot of people. God forgot to give me, bless me. Well, I'm blessed. I don't. It's one thing he forgot to give me. I'm cautious and I'm careful, but he forgot to give me fear. Yeah. Which is why I talk openly. I don't, I don't care if they, if they kill me. Let them use my body as evidence. But, you know, I'm on a mission because I've lost some of the most beloved things on this earth to this targeting. Right. I'm already past the point of of turning back. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm pretty much there, too. I mean, um, uh, yeah. Well, you, you just, what you just said rings true for me too. It's uh, I don't have any fear. I don't. I'm not afraid of dying. And uh, you know, they've tried to kill me a few times. You know where um, you know your soul is going to go. You know where your soul is going to go. So you're not worried about it. It's uh, more than that. While I'm here, I really have to be true to myself. I have to feel good when I go to sleep at night, you know, and it's like I was offered money and I was offered, uh, you know, the targeting would end and all this because I've been pretty good at spreading the word and um, I've done a few things that were threatening to them. And um, it's just where, you know... uh, I, I had to think it's not just me. I'm not just doing this for me. This isn't about me. You know, this is about mankind. And um, I thought of all the other targets who are out there suffering. And You know, it's not like I could walk away with money or, have, you know, have the targeting stock and walk away happy. I I couldn't do that. I just couldn't do it. I wouldn't be happy, you know, because I would know in my the bottom of my heart what people were going through, and that I had the knowledge, and I wasn't doing anything with it. And um, you know, I mean, how can you be happy when your brothers and sisters on the planet are suffering? I, I you know, I don't understand that, and so that's what I don't understand about. Um, perpetrators and you know maybe it's that the kids have been threatened and um, you know I realize that are they just mind controlled I I realize that I don't really understand what motivates people to do this or they think they're going to be saved and um, you know there was a great interview with a CIA whistleblower recently Um, very good and he said he laid it on the line, and um, he was being interviewed, and the interviewer said, um, it's your own people who did this to you. He was horrifically targeted. His whole family got sick. They were throwing chemicals at him and everything because he was a CIA whistleblower. And um, the interviewer said, your whole family, these were your 
these were people like you working for the CIA who did this to you. How do you feel about this? And he said, well, yeah, they're just following orders. They'll do whatever they're told. They're just following orders. And he said, they think they're going to be saved by that. They're not. This is much bigger. It's like you keep following orders and we're going to lose this planet. Period. You know, it's beyond your pension. Your pension's not going to matter two shits in a couple of years. And he was dead serious, and he was a very intelligent man, very intelligent man. I I wish, if anybody knows his name, say it, because it's really an interview to watch. You know, and, and I think that's the big thing that, you know, Oh, if I play along, I'm going to be okay. And and I don't think anybody's going to be okay. I really don't. You're, you're conscious. You hear me. I'm conscious. I hear you. We're thinking. We're reasoning. And we have emotions, feelings. Now, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. just changes form. They don't think about what happens when their somatic body ceases to function, what's going to happen to their soul, their spirit? That's mm-hmm. what they understand. And I know that, I know, I've, I know for a fact that there is something so beautiful beyond this physical life that that's what we should be Striving for, and, mm-hmm. and and these governments, uh, they just not. I mean, they just not doing it. And I, I mean, I don't have the power to do it. You don't have the power to do it, but they do. And everybody, you know, someone's got to something. Something has to happen. You know, it's either you know, it's kind of all, all bad. Or, when, when, and how? Say that again. When and how? Well, that's why religion was born. When and how? <laughs> I think yeah. people who are doing this Well, we know how they're doing it. I do. You know, they're using rental, um, tool rental places. They're using hardware stores. They're coming in, switching out, putting clips on, hooking up the devices, getting more, you know, getting ex-military, saying they're a threat to the, you know, whatever, to the economy or to their traders or this and that, cow molesters, whatever. But, um, yeah, it, you can you can detect them, but... They're, once you become their enemy, they're going to break you down. And if you try to get evidence, 
like I did through medical, through a simple uh, blood test to count erythrocytes, to, because I, I was mistaken. It was ELF. It's not going to damage the red blood cells so much, you would, and you'll spend two, three thousand dollars that you don't have, and meanwhile you're subjecting yourself to more perps. They just switch doctors and put in perps and try to finish you off in the doctor office. So, you know, you have to uh, keep your health up by yourself and 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 learn law. You know, not not legal law so much because. You know they can go after your lawyers. They're they're knocking off lawyers. You know one lawyer just supposedly started shooting up a parking lot. You know yesterday or today or something. But you know and uh, you know like that. I mean if we know their methods that it's you know they're they're using you know they're just clipping these things on and and you know it's medical and it's your neighborhood where they can run operations on you when you get your mail. Or you know, on the mailbox and you know, or in apartments and uh but yeah, how do you keep your health up without your health being degraded so that you you can move something through the court system? That that's my that's my dilemma, you know. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. But you know, I've caught enough of them. I got a license plate on an attack at a where they were trying to take another hardware store over, or maybe they have, I don't know, to get them in on targeting their customers. So it's it's really problematic. We don't really know what's going on. We don't have, we can't just, you know, get databases and find out where these things are coming from and, you know, get physical evidence, whether it's accounts or, you know, to get courts in our favor legally. So we have to do it lawfully, and there's a difference. And, uh, you know, even then you're not going to get a third-party witness because nobody's would believe something can go through another surface and be invisible to the human eye yet yet do so much injury. So you're never going to get a third-party witness, which is what or impartial witness. So, you know, it's, you know, they know this. And, you know, if remember, the FBI is Justice Department, so they know the laws. They know common law. They know these. They're not even, by the way, the FBI is not even registered in the United States. They're not even an official government agency you know you can go find this stuff they're they're a rico they're a racketeering agency you know that should have been clear in waco you know where they but they again they erased the the video and then they didn't want to go after the 9-11 people so you know it shows you where their you know their gravity lies it's it's not in the common person you know the government agencies are there for their own just to, for their own jobs, and they make it clear to the government that their do jobs you, always at stake. Do you live in like a, a suburban area or a, or, or kind of like rural? Yeah, I'm on the combination of suburban and rural, you know, right on the edge where it's all open country, and then it's up again, you know, the other 180 degrees is suburban. Mm-hmm. And they brought in, when they did an operation on the t- TIs here last month, uh, they ended it. They did about a two, three-week operation and were, you know, they brought their trigger men in and they lined the garages. They rented houses and they they burned everybody into, um, good God, whatever, you know. back They revert people back to this, 
you know, primal state, not primal, but a, a, you know, if somebody was molested at youth, one was molested at youth when she was young. And so, you know, it's hard to say, I don't know what happened, but they, you know, and then they implant, they can implant uh, stuff, you know, chip people with, you know, their childhood trauma to, 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 what is it, transfer it to another person and like that, you know, and then they, then they give them poisons and, and like that. And that, you know, so. I mean, you're knowledgeable and you know what you're talking about, but sometimes I think you're a little too hard on the United States like the FBI, you know, that's the only problem I got, you know. Well, they did erase the tapes. You can see that they, when they went into Waco, they shot a little child in front of the temple or in front of their church or whatever, com, so-called compound. But that was based that they could train a 12-year-old into this lascivious talk that they, she, they had. See, they covered up the whole thing with, uh, some porn thing that they implant, which which they did in to go into um, Kuwait. They they got a a 14 year old girl to lie in front of Congress to say that they were throwing incubator babies on the bare concrete floor. This is what they do. They they're a movie act. You know, it's just a movie, a psy opera. It's all psy opera. You know, it's all a, a thing for the media, and the media, even 9/11. If you study the planes, it's just a, it's just a, a program on the, the you know, the news network's camera. The planes were just a camera from the news networks. There was no, there was only two other. Shut up, God. You know, this is uh, what's listen, going on. Listen, 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 listen. I was at work during 9-11 and I live in New York City and I saw that plane hit that building so don't even no you that. didn't no you believe you did but you didn't oh okay I can't talk to you I'll just sit here you and believe that's that's how good they are because if you were to go against the consensus of what the TV said you you would have lost your job in a heartbeat dude I saw it Huh? I saw it. I was in New York. Oh, you didn't. I saw it live. Yeah. It's just like the uh, people that saw the plane go into the uh, into the Pentagon just flew over. Just a plane flew over. There was a plane circling the the twin towers. There was a white plane circling, big white plane. No. But there were well, the, the well, plane well, that went well, in. Well, the plane well, that went in. To the Twin Towers was a video. It was on inside the camera. It was a. It's a. They put these plates or what do they call them? Uh, screens. There's a screen with a plane on it. There's a blocker screen, and then there's a background screen, and then the. Yeah, I know how it works. Yeah. So, it's real simple. And then they, everybody. Then they had the actors. It's all crisis actors, and you know. With, in conjunction with the media, and that's that's how they get people it. to go to war. I heard it. I smelled it. No, of course you I heard it, smelled it, but it. That's. Well, when you see arms and legs and torsos hitting the ground, I mean, dude, it really happened. 
Yeah, but there was no um, plane parts. It was just people being blown out. Accountants. They were accountants. They were investors being blown out of the building. There was a lady on that was talking about Columbine, and she goes, yeah, I, I saw somebody coming out of Columbine that day, and we went over to pray, and I go, well, did you see the wound? She says, yeah, she had a, a bandage on I go, did you see the wound? And no, nobody ever saw the wound. You know, and then you see that they're dragging dummies around on the grass, and, you know, <clears throat> it's just a side opera. It's just a... But... They're killing yeah, us yeah, one by. They're killing us one by one in the neighborhoods by the thousands, by the thousands, and nobody sees it. But but they can put on these shows, and that's 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 what they're doing. You know, they're killing thousands one way, and then having these operas for the uh, for the media to. Well, uh, like I said, I went to the hospital, and the doctor took an a chest X-ray. He says, "Well, you know, you got a 48-inch chest. So it's kind of big. I want to take a second shot just to make sure I, I got everything." And um, and I didn't think that he was trying to do anything. Yeah, the ones that no, I'm not talking about split-second X-rays. I'm talking about hidden devices that they bullshit you into sitting in a chair. Why they're murdering you with stuff behind walls over the ceiling. It has nothing to do with legitimate medicine. Nothing. It's covert. Good God. Remember, the guy that has the legal stuff, that the medical x-ray stuff, also has continuous x-rays. That's what's going on, not legitimate medicine. I, I, I understand what you're saying. But remember the old X-rays; they did a lot of damage. You know, they—they're not—they weren't digital, and they—they they were powerful. Well, I think if, into that yeah, film. Yeah, they were—they were unbridled. No, but I think getting back to the point of these old calls is, if uh, we're going to get anything done, we're not going to—we're not going to be focusing on the FBI or governmental agencies. We have to get a case, a, something. See, I deal with facts, and only facts, not conjecture. So, you know, if you can, if you don't have the facts. Well, I talk to the uh, the people in uh, you know in uh, Sacramento that license ex- the uh, ionizing equipment, and they said, yeah, they can get anything once once they have their license to use regular equipment, they can get anything. Continuous running. She go. She go. She was on my side when I first spoke with her, and then I called her three days later, and she took a whole new tack. Same lady. And then when I followed it up, they, the all the calls were diverted to these actors or dummies or something. You know, I I could never get back through to to the capital. You know, of the state. I was all diverted. All my calls were diverted. By the way, when I went to verify the nerve damage, you know, they shot my tire out. Then they, 
they had a tunnel. They had like a these panels up, and I took my I was metering it as I went down, and they they hit me with something very powerful, kind of knocked me kind of sideways a little bit, and my meter just went boom, you know, way over, and a big flash right through the panels. So they they they're deeply afraid of of revealing their operation, yet because I've seen all my friends killed through this medical trickery, consultation room trickery, where they fully burn people into death. Don't think for a second that they can't control a a medical center. Don't think for a second they can't and use their equipment. Even if they say they don't have ionizing, they still have ion beds, which are like a tanning bed. A lot of people died in tanning rooms. They just focus it a certain way and destroy all your organs. Don't think for a second that they don't have. And one one perp can control 10 medical centers. They just go from one to another infecting people. Boom, 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 boom. Take one hit and pretend they're a doctor. That's how it works. I like the other conversation I was having. <laughs> this conversation is too negative. Yeah, it's negative, but you bet if we're going to stop it, how and when, how, how are you going to stop it? <clears throat> take your cameras, take your meters, wherever you go. Start. This is how it's done. They clip them on well, the vehicle. A meter is a good early warning. System. Yeah, I, exactly. I, Forewarned is forearmed. Yes, I, I I understand that kind all too well. But um, but if we just talk about the effects, as if we're burning up at night, thinking a satellite's coming through our ceiling, or it's a you know, if you're not in an apartment, you're in a house, and it's come. No, I thought that for a year or two also, but it it's <laughs> it's the latent effects. It's after somebody's blasted holes through your all your cells, your body, your body repairs at night. And so naturally, the infection, the lymph backs up, the pain starts at night. It doesn't start during the hit. In fact, that, that's, that's why they, you know, they did MKUltra from the 50s through the 70s to get the frequencies perfected so nobody could realize they'd been infected during the day in public space, whether you're getting your mail or coming back from the store, whatever, <laughs> you know, they, that, that's where the infection, or where, in your workplace. They, the, like I said, the, these, uh, this one Amish guy lived two doors down. He just moved about two, three weeks ago. His house is up for rent. He would stand in front of a construction vehicle and pull in. If you made an appointment to see somebody, visit somebody at the hospital, he would be there to to try to murder you with very powerful weaponry. Um, <laughs> I mean, the absurdity, you know, I wouldn't be saying this unless I knew for a fact that it was true. Well, I don't know if he's Amish or whatever, but he, you know, they wore the, you know, he looked like he'd come off the farm. I thought he came out of the Mormons, but now I, I know better. I, I never really mixed with the Amish, but, you know, I, I knew some Mennonites and stuff, but... I don't know. It's just one, you know, one of those uh, Germanic, uh, you know, kids that were yanked out of a, a family at two or three years old and brainwashed all his life and 
vaccine into, you know, trauma-based lives, you know, horrible lives. I'm just wondering, how did this conversation get switched? I was speaking to an an older woman, and then all of a sudden, I kind you came back on. Did she hang up or? question, I think. I can't remember what it was now. It was a while back. But um, is that Don that's on the call? Yeah, I'm on. Oh, hi, Don. Um, I was listening to your conversations about 9-11 and the Pentagon and, and I knew a few people when I used to know people and um they agreed with your with your um yeah you can find the truth on the internet there's comments. a ring to truth when once you you, you know as sherlock or that said you know when you eliminate everything else you know it's like it's the only thing left yeah well they said um he said he was in um Um, he was an investigator and flew back to New York and met with another group of retired people and um they came with came all came up with the same conclusion, which was the building was detonated and not uh there wasn't any plane going into it but that was a yeah, the very, video um, there's a you can put no planes nine eleven look ace baker and it's a yeah. real well, that's what he said the same thing, and um he was convinced uh, absolutely that that was planned, and it took um it was planned over a period of time. but I have a question for both of you that are on the line, and that is <clears throat> if either one of you feel uh that this is going to be something that can go to court. And it can be one that as a way to start, because it seems to me that this is woven into the fiber of the government, and um, it's woven well, in. Our government can't discuss. You know, I think we can get judgments, um, but we, you know, but in order to get compensated, you have to put up a bond in the amount that you're asking because it's when you go to court it's a it's a fire it's a duel and each person has to put up a, a, a certain amount of money sure to, but now government should be different because they have to bond themselves against injuring the public so there is a bond if if you go to county agencies there there's i believe each agency is supposed to have a million dollar bond I see that's not very much considering I mean it doesn't sound like it to me but if you 
um, add up the number of people, then it would be significant, of course, if they were leads to the government. And um, I just personally, and it's just strictly my personal opinion, uh, don't see, and again, I don't see much anyway. I'm very limited as to what I see. But I just don't see it as something that can be won in a court of law that um, this, again, just my opinion, is something that is more powerful in the court of um, public opinion as opposed to a court of law. And these people are so incredibly powerful and have taken... um, such a long time to set up this insidious program and uh, you know I've said this before that I talked to at the beginning of this captivity, talked to people who really um, were in the nuts and bolts of it from many different groups and many different aspects of it So I thought that they um, had a lot of information that maybe everybody didn't have. I don't know. But, you know, because my, like I said, I'm limited. But. um, Yeah, that's it, getting information. And, you know, I don't don't have access. I, I wasn't in a. You know, well, you see the yeah, FBI I don't any longer because of um, naturally they shut uh, that person up. So um, all I'm saying is I got a lot of information that was just uh, their opinion of how things worked and how things didn't work for these people, and. Um, So I had a pretty good understanding, and then from what I was living through myself, I had a pretty good understanding of what worked and what didn't work. And then I could see that in the people um, that survived and the people that didn't survive. And uh, I had a lot of time, obviously, to think about the ones that didn't survive and why they didn't survive, and the ones... um, well, I'm the only, I'm the sole survivor, so, um, you know, my big, big question is why am I alive still? That's my big question. So, because well, I Well, you also, were protected long enough that you have enough DNA strands. It's all about the DNA strands, you know, so on the proteins. Would, what, and and when mean? you came under attack, because you probably had lethal you know, multiple lethal doses, whereas other people whose DNA strands were already sliced up through, because most most people are getting vaccine, you know, babies now, they're getting, you know, one out of, what, 80 kids gets it. And so the older you are, whether you you were protected, you know, from the doctors and the system. Not really. Not really. Um, Don, I came into the program, uh, the MKUltra program, the earliest I remember is having surgery at nine. And, um, I, you know, a lot of uh, symptoms after that, uh, documented sy- symptoms that 
I looked up um, on a medical website about radiation poisoning and things like that and found out that um, I missed a year of school, almost a full year of school, because of a very high um, white blood cell count, running fevers and sore throats and all kinds of things happening, and I was basically too weak to go to school. And I had my own private doctor that came to the house. He came to the hospital. I went to the hospital almost, I guess it was every week. Um, I couldn't go to the local hospital. I had to go to a hospital um, at the state capitol. So it was, you know, a very interesting, very unusual scenario. And I was um, basically in the same kind of quarantine I am right now. I wasn't contagious. Nobody ever said I was contagious with anything. And I had prodigious anemia was about the first diagnosis I heard of. And um, I was in isolation just like now, lockdown. And uh, only allowed to have one friend or, you know, two friends a week come in to visit me. And that was it. I was locked up. And, um, you know, my mostly my visitors were my grandparents or um, the doctor that came and visited me. But I never went to a doctor's office ever until I was oh, 16 years old, I think. It was the first time I ever went to a doctor's office. So this was uh, very unusual care. So I've had a lot of radiation over my entire life, and um, I thought I was implanted as I look back in things now because it was just so many unusual things. But one of them, the thing I remember the most was um, after this very unusual surgery in which my mother was present, actually, um, I remember uh, having fibromyalgia. My shoulder blades were burning when I stood next to the kitchen window. And um, and that's, you know, about between 9 and 10 and 11 years old. Because my job was washing the dishes at night, and, um, and that was in front of the kitchen window. And it really, really it burned so bad. Now, the old x-ray machines they had to stimulate that uh, silver nitrate, you know, film, you know, so they were, you know, 100 times more than they are now. Yeah. I don't remember having x-rays so much. I don't know. um, I don't know. I just know that uh, after that surgery, uh, life changed for me. It was a completely different life. In every way. So anyway, I just say all that to say I've been in this my whole life. And um, so I don't think personally, and, you know, I'm open to what other people think, but I don't think this is going to um, end in a court of law. I don't know that... um, what you think about it, but I, from what I've seen, and again, I was all by myself, so um, I just don't know how successful um, it would be trying to 
go to court with something like this. And, you know, with hearing about how many people are dying and stuff like that, um, how would, you know, how would that, um, how would you ensure that anybody, any attorneys would be safe? Would it be a foolhardy thing to do? That's what I guess I'm trying to say at this particular point in history. I guess this is history in the making, of course. Well, it's not because the media is going is behind the perpetrators, and uh, it'll never get well, out. Even the know, program um, never yeah, see I understand any. what you're saying, but don't you think that um, they're also in a pretty tough position of, you know, having gag orders on them, too? Because I remember uh, blackouts on media coming from the White House in February, I think it was 2014, where they, um, the, and I'm talking about politicians in the White House, um, put a blackout on the media. Huh. And yeah, they put a blackout on the, uh, they attacked Syria and killed hundreds of you know, a couple hundred people. The United States, uh, yeah. you know, bombed Syria last week, and there's zero on the media about it, except uh, Samantha Powers in the UN and trying to cover it up. And, you yeah. Know, they're, wor they're working with ISIS and uh, the rebels in Aleppo and or where Dar es Salaam or something. I'm not sure what town, but yeah. yeah. Well, I. Um, yeah, I I don't know. It just seems like when it's coming out of the White House and um, they put a blackout on the media, and I didn't hear that it ever was lifted, then uh, that's a pretty tough thing to come up against. And it's not up to um, commentators or newscasters or anchors to decide any longer. I think it's been taken out of their hands. Yeah, and they're always praising. They they're do. always pra They're trying to r rile people up with, you know, a, a few black people getting shot by the police, so that they can use these uh, crowd control weapons, which are supposedly legitimate. So they've been mm -hmm. pushing the the instantaneous burning weapons, but the yeah. latency weapons that 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 burn you where where they. They're in resonance with your body where it's a full takeover and we're burning yeah. at night from them. They're not going <clears> to, <throat> they're not, nobody's going to talk about that. I, the only way I learned about it was from getting hit so many times. Yeah. I, 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 I can't speak from any other angle. I have never, re I never seen what they're doing to me. I only, I had to, you know, avoid the devices for a long enough time to think cogently about what they were doing. And then once I yeah. got my meter, yeah. then it, it reinforced, you know, the, uh, yeah. my, I mean, it, I didn't know before the meter so much till I started metering and my God, you know, yeah. so many, all the, Square holes and the square pegs started to all fit, and, yeah. and then I went through my whole life, and I go, my God! And they started on me 
when I was 18 in a college dormitory where we were put in these army barracks with quarter-inch walls where somebody found a device pointing into the showers through quarter-inch plywood. They were burning us in the showers. Wow. And they'd never stop. And then they would just, I guess it was all um, vehicular. They would get you going back from the store. They'd get you walking down the street. They would get you, you know. And that's, you know, and, and it's just, and it took me 45 years to even catch on. Yeah. Well, um, there's an element in this whole system, well, there's a few elements at play, but um, they're using the laws of science against us. And um, nothing, uh, a different, if this is a completely different kind of war. It is not a traditional on the ground uh, yet. It, from what I understand, it does turn into that in the end. But in the beginning, um, where we are now, no, well, we're not in the beginning, but we're at the beginning of um, any kind of type of ground war. But uh, in the phase that we're in now, um, it's uh, nothing traditional. And traditional strategies don't work. They're usually counterproductive because it's Luciferian. Right. Like I say, if you you monitor an attack and you're looking straight on into where the device is placed, it's going to mess up your brain for a month. Yeah, I know. I've been there and done that. My brain was messed up the whole year of 2014, but I also lost six months between, um, I think it was November and April or something, between 2014 and 2015, from one attack at a bank that was an ambush. Yeah, they got you right next to when you were getting in your car. They if they if yeah. they ever get a foot or two away, you're out for six months. That's right. Yeah, you're I was. Um, six months. Well, and it came from multiple uh, sources. It wasn't just. It was a pickup truck with a huge um, box, metal box in the back of it that was some sort of a machine inside right. of it that was unbelievably powerful parked right by the door that I had to come out to get out of the bank. There was no other place to go. And then there were uh, microwave dishes all across the top of the bank that I was in. And then there was a building across the way that was loaded with, um, like, cell tower antenna types. And I think they were communicating because I was so well, close. Well, the banks go up to the satellite. That's how they transfer money and funds is through satellite. Yeah, the whole roof was covered in different types of dishes. It's, a lot of them are gone now uh, off that roof. A few, I don't know how many, oh. but I, don't, I never hardly went back there. It was a total ambush. It was a setup, and it was an ambush, and it took me out for six months because there were, um, it was kind of ricocheting around that area. There was that truck that was parked right by the, directly, you know, in front of the door, and then there was the building across the way with all these antennas on it, 
and then there were, and me, you know, this is like what two, three hundred feet. Um, all this yeah, was, but it's and the then the stuff on the top of the building. I don't think those antennas had anything to do with it. No, these these units aren't linked. I don't think they're linked. These are just they're they're run they're they're on a different system entirely. See, any communication that could be picked up by another thing. These are comp they're compartmentalized attacks. Their <clears throat> their communication systems are limited to the group they're in, and I don't think that they're linked up that way. I don't think they're linked up. No, yeah, no. These, um, these, this stuff is real, real old-fashioned. The whole operation is very I know that, Don. I agree with you 100%. It is archaic almost, and right. it's um, stupid. It's really stupid um, right. because people don't real well, it's, um, I just, I don't know what it is, but just my gut feeling inside always says, you know, this is really really stupid and they've, they've um, I guess the right words for, to say how I feel about it is um, everyone plays into their hands they really play into their hands because they're con artists first and the people um, uh, they're, they're mean spirited they're sociopaths they're greedy and they have an axe to grind with the world. That's what I've noticed about um, the people that I've met that were uh, really involved in the program. It's not to say everyone is like that, but the people that I met um, that I would say were close to the top of this, if not the top, had an axe to grind. And I talked to um, someone about this that was one of those people, and they said, absolutely. They had an axe to grind. And um, they said that there's no question about it and that people don't understand that mentality, so they don't know how to deal with it. Um, yeah, they've been programmed. It's it's information that you're, yeah, it's, they're just the afraid of what, you know, the, your accumulative knowledge, and uh, so they make up these, wild stories just like 9-11 is a wild story and it is it's a reconnoiteur if you look up reconnoiteur it's people that make up stories yeah that's, that's exactly right it's um a lot of drama and yeah, all the drama um the the i think personally and again um the people that i met i i didn't get I didn't get it for a long time. It's like, what are they getting out of this? And one of them, was it wasn't about the money, because all they did was hide the money and live, um, you know, to say below their means is a gross understatement. So it wasn't about the money. They were amassing wealth, but they weren't using it. So it wasn't about the cars and the jewelry and the clubs and the... Uh, trips. It wasn't about that with them. It was about power over people, and I asked them to sum it up. And could you say what you got out of the program uh, more than anything else? And uh, they said, yes, a lot of attention. People paid attention to me. And I said, really? And they said, oh, yeah. I got, a lo I got their attention. 
big time. And oh, and then um, I said, "What started it?" And they said um, that their um, what was driving them was, "I'll show them." Uh, they got yeah, a lot of this, this lady she that was here, and she was talking about meeting one that had the battery in the back seat and and uh she was fascinated that he had killed 10 people or something and it it's a she she was very much attracted to the fact that that he could kill people you know and i think she was the one that started poisoning here and uh but i don't know i don't really have any proof. She was attracted to, to, to him the, because he yeah, could Yeah, to the kill. fact that the guy was bragging that he, how many people he had killed and, and she was sexually attracted to that. Oh, that's and a different she thing, a, yeah. He was a T.I. that we got out of the loony bin. That, oh. Uh, that uh, Virginia helped get out. I see. And, uh, yeah, and then she, she <laughs> then they she was free of the energy weapons for a couple months, and then mm-hmm. then they started in without her knowledge, and she went into that state where she was going to attack all the people closest to her. She? Oh, yeah, wow. She, yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, you know, you brought up another point that I asked about because um, – I was ready because it took so long. I had to wait so many years, but I had a whole list of questions, and um, I had to wait about five or six years to get them answered, but I did um, get them answered one after the other uh, over a long period of time, and that, um, God, I forgot what I was going to say now, but it was about... um, Yeah, the the super soul. I forgot. No, it's, it, I there's something about being protected by somebody who's not afraid to cause violence. And yeah, it's it's just a control. That's that's what that movie Control Factor. It, it was. Yeah, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, and um, I realized that uh, you know naturally there's a lot of extremely violent people involved in the program, but I also think <coughs> that um, uh, the the video games have a lot to do with it, and when you combine uh, violent video games and then um, pornography and then um, substance abuse, you've really got a lethal combination, so it's uh, pretty pretty deadly. That's why I think that personally um, it just seemed to me that um, nothing is really working and I don't know though. See, I again, I don't know a lot about what's going on but it looks to me like only from what I've seen that it's so deeply woven into um, the fabric of society, not just not even talking about government. If you know, if government was ideal, which you know doesn't usually happen, but if it was, it's you still have to deal 
um, with society and what um, is happening in society and how that's been corrupted and just fed a lot of uh, violence and pornography and things like that. And so it's a big social problem, not just political and not just, um, it seems like everything you can possibly think of um, has been affected by this. I can't think of anything that hasn't been affected. And I did talk to a doctor, Don, um, Actually, I didn't talk to them. They kind of talked to me. And um, I got a lot of this all the way through the program. People were pulling me aside going, you know, this is what's going on. And then they'd run away and I'd never see them again. And um, they, they said they felt, and they named names, that um, they were being held hostage as doctors by the insurance companies because they were providing them with uh, malpractice insurance. And the uh, rates went up. It's a whole long series of events that worked together to bring about, um, as they described it, it was almost a hostage-type situation where they had to go for the program because of the malpractice insurance or they wouldn't be in business. So, and a lot of doctors aren't in business. Never thought of that. Well, I'm telling you, um, honest to God, um, I felt this was an extremely credible source. And um, like I said, they named names and um, issued, and it was, um, I was with there were two of us there in the office and really um, said a warning that uh, that they there they were a lot of them and again not all of them but a lot of them were in hostage situations where if they wanted malpractice insurance they were going to have to play by the rules of the insurance companies and then um, again this is quite a while ago but. About 10 years ago, when there was still a little bit of news getting out, maybe even 12 years ago, when I first realized what was going on and felt that it was um, a very uh, obvious foreign influence involved in this, um, I mean, just very, it just seemed so obvious to me, but... Um, Yeah, I I got pulled aside by a group of doctors, five or six or seven or something, in a room when when they'd shot my tires out and when I was going for the neurology to uh, pre-exam. And, uh, yeah, I go, well, what's going on? And they just stood there and looked at me and go, I go, is it pornography? I I didn't understand why I was being targeted. And they... They shook mm-hmm. their heads, but nobody was nobody. Yeah, they're they're hostages, is right, and that's how yeah. I that when I took and documented the uh, dentist attack was because a foreign doctor, he wouldn't say anything, but he would look at the X-ray machine, he would look at my eyes, and I'd look at his, and then he looked over there again to the X-ray. And when I mentioned that maybe I would get a, you know, a procedure cheaper, you know, a, clean yeah. my root out, and. Yeah. Uh, that warned me to get a 
a, a camera when I visited this other guy. And, sure, and then I realized that 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 the guy that I went to to get a cheaper uh, deal had burned me before. And I saw yeah. the device under my feet, and I didn't connect it. Yeah. I couldn't connect it. And then once uh-huh. I, I documented it with my camera, it all started coming together. But, uh-huh. God, these people, just to think that they could do that, it's just... Well, um and yet I, I, I saw it 10 years earlier, too. I saw it, but my mind couldn't wrap my head around it. I couldn't wrap I my mind around it. Well, it's just like that lady was saying. I think it was that lady that was on before that um, this happened so gradually because people would reject it. If they just came in like Nazi Germany, they learned that from Hitler, that if... Um, you know, this Nazi-style program started up again and was very obvious and came in with the KGB or Gestapo-style tactics that it wouldn't work in the United States, you know, back right. in so the day. So they did it one by one. When they, yeah. when yeah. they, the first big operation was, as far as I know, which came out was the Ringworm's Children, you know, with the, the seven-year program where they lured the... Uh, North African Jews into the Khazarian Jews' um, web to burn the heads of all their children with the 35,000 maximum doses of uh, oh X-ray, and, or 3,500. And, uh, yeah, so the, all those uh, hundreds of 70,000 kids... But that was, you know, those were the real ovens from 48 to 54. And, um, you know, but now these radiation heads are much smaller and they're electronic. They don't need uranium. It's all electric. It's electromagnetic, but it's still ionizing. Exactly. Well, it's a new kind of oven. It's a microwave oven. They don't have the... Um, well, I, yeah, it's like a microwave, but you don't feel it. It's not yeah. Whereas microwave, you would feel it right away. With ionizing, you never... You don't feel it till the foreign bacteria and fungus take over the cells. It just hollows out the cell, guts right. it, and the mm-hmm. cell leaks out, but the, there, there must be some strands of DNA to keep it alive, but... And it looks normal, but, you know, and and then, you know, the nerve, um, uh, what do you call it, where the nerves shrink and die back to the core. That's why this MS and Parkinson's is such going out of proportion because they're hitting, you know, they're using, you know, these hidden devices, you know, wherever they can. Sure. sure. And, and uh yeah, because our 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 hygiene is much greater. We have indoor plumbing. We have cleaner, exactly. clean foods, and mm-hmm. yeah, we have GMOs. But you people can avoid it. But mm-hmm. like I say, in this town, they, the the health food store was taken over by these Khazarians, Khazarian Jews, and and they were burnt. So they have access to the best foods imaginable, and while the targets are shopping they're killing them mm-hmm. inside their stores wow. and that's all of southern california has been 
you know, the biggest health food chains have been taken over by these kazars. I know. I know. And, and well, uh, everything's been taken over, and, um, you know, I was the one saying uh, to these people, I'm in a hostage situation, and they said, you're not the only one. The whole country's in a hostage situation, and the whole government's in a hostage situation. Right, yeah. Even the Judas goats that lured me in, were, I could see they were getting hit, the two-faced people that would, uh, you know, and I asked, are there any radiation? No, no, no. But yes, yeah, they had a whole Holocaust room to burn mm-hmm. from every direction. Yeah. And yeah, did you have your leader with you at that time? I did, and he disarmed me, and and, uh, he said, shut the meter off, because I went back once because I had worn silver. I was wearing the silver underwear, so uh, on top and bottom, so I only got hit in the ears. So I thought after the, yeah, he had asked me to turn it off, and the second time I went in, I I think I left my meter in my car, and that's when the Judas goat had come over to my house to disarm me, to say, oh, isn't there a, she goes, oh, isn't there, don't you have an appointment? And so I was, I didn't have time to put on my full, you know, silver uh, uh, clothing. And, you know, and it burnt, you know, now I have holes all up and down my arm, brown spots with holes. If you look closely, it, they're depressions where it ate out the flesh. And my, you know, it aged my arms about 40 years, you know, so, and, but, yeah, the, these are professional killers. Remember, they know all the tricks. They know all, they know human behavior in and out. Yeah, where there's teams of them, that's the first part of it. Yeah, they all work in in concert, the Judas Goats, the head of, Bringing in these companies that set up the rooms, the, everything yeah. looks like a, a re, like the guys involved in research. It has books on the shelves. It looks yeah. everything is super normal, beyond normal. You know, yeah. there's no messed up desks. It the, all the books are neat in place, and they're, you know, I, I didn't read all the titles, but I read some, and some were pretty interesting. And uh, oh. I, I I didn't do it in the in the where they the the holocaust room but uh yeah you know that these people are clever you can't well they're they're brilliant actually at yeah. what they do they're um yes. yeah so they're brilliant about? but they're evil minds very evil because minds because it's made to make you feel comfortable what like do we they're, do about they're innovative it? and oh my God. and they have something to offer but it's murder. Okay. It's um, murder. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, we need to kind of um, need to kind of make an announcement. Uh, we're getting close to um, uh, the last part of the call. We have about an hour and ten minutes left. Uh, if anyone would like to continue um, the call, if anyone has a call, um, a room that they uh, like to open. After this one ends, uh, now will be the time to speak up and um, let everyone know that you'll be opening a room. Oh, boy. Uh, 
Oh, okay, uh, Derek, I'll open a room. One four zero zero nine one. This is, this call is getting a little depressing, and I would like to. Uh, there are some good things that are happening out there, and I would like to talk about that. You know, there's oh, good that will be happening, hopefully in our favor, and uh, that can put an end to hopefully a lot of this uh, when companies realize that they're going to have to pick up the tab for every single bit injury they create, they're going to look at things a little differently, I think. Wow. I mean, when when they realize that they are no longer going to be insured for any injuries that they create, they cause, through an electromagnetic field of any sort, um, including um, um, radio frequencies, electromagnetic frequencies, and they've got all of them covered, um, they're just not going to be covered anymore, including government contractors. And I think that's good news for us because they're going mm-hmm. to think twice. They're not going to wow. be covered. This is, they're going to have to look at these injuries that they're causing, and that's going to come out of their own pockets. And I think that's going to make them... But the injuries it. morph into other things. The mi- injuries what? They morph, M-O-R-P-H. They, they morph. Well, if in, they were created initially by these fields. Yeah, but they won't because the, the medical people are deeply involved, that's right. part of the program is to get them into comp just like the Do you the, know the senators are are, are 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 compromised getting them into they they you know, like Bill Clinton rides in a plane with video of him with young fifteen, fourteen year old girls um crawling on him. This is how all the senators have been compromised. They have video on them. With the okay, the and what does that have to do with companies having to pick up their their the, because the, the doctors are involved? It's going what? on in the doctors' offices, dental offices. Okay, okay. Um, how would you enforce that? it? That's yeah. my question. How would you enforce that? Well, I think the insurance companies who won't cover it are the ones who are going to be enforcing it. They're going to be coming. They're going to be saying this is what it was caused by. This was an electromagnetic frequency that created this injury initially and and then and they're going to have to say why um they know that that's where we're going to get the proof that these things are happening and then it goes back onto the companies who have been creating or manufacturing distributing or 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 deploying these these weapons Mm -hmm. little weapons on us and um, these companies are, they're going to see danger in the, in, in, in the future, big danger, if they're going to have to pick mm-hmm. up the tab. Cause they're right, if they're held accountable. Well, and the thing about it is the insurance companies are the ones who are going to say, you know, we're not covering you and this is why. This is why. You did this. Mm-hmm. It's an electromagnetic frequency and we're not covering it. And that's the way it goes. Um, yeah, but that means we have to create a wave of people that can document an attack. With well, the there camera. are blood tests, you know, that can be done. That no. can, can. Oh, yes, there are that can confirm. I've got a When I went for a blood test, they got me on a uh, ion bed and burned all my organs. Well, Don, These that's your people, experience. That's your experience. We were that's just talking about how clever. Experience. How clever they are well, in because you're talking eliminating. About it doesn't mean that's the truth. Okay, Linda, uh, can you tell us I'm about sorry. the test you're talking about? What I'm talking about, you want me to tell you more about it? Uh, yeah. You, about the insurance companies, or 
I've got a list of the blood tests, um, and I would have to look for it right now. I just got it. Actually, Mike Mason knows what blood tests we can have done that will um, prove that we've had damage from these frequencies. Um, it, it's something that can be done. All we have to do is name it and insist on it. Um, of course, you know, okay. they may try to block it, and it may be a problem. But the bottom line is there are blood tests. We can organize that. We can inform our, the members of what blood tests they can go get. We can start there. Um, and then we, we can, you know, figure out where we were last involved with anything that could have. And we don't know that we're finding the source. Yes, that's going to be an issue. But find, but we can find the damage. We can Linda, find the damage. did you ever get the list that I, the blood test that I sent you? Excuse me, I, what, what, Joe? This is, um, did you ever get the blood test that I had sent you? I don't know. Is this, this is Joe, right? Yes. Okay, Joe, what was your email name? Because I've got, I can't tell you how many emails, and they're all in a mess. They all, they turn them upside down. I've got new ones and old ones. They're all over my computer. I don't want to say it over the air. Okay, I don't blame you. Um, okay, well, let's, let's, let's organize this through Mike, Okay. I'll be glad to, because I would like to talk about that okay, on my we'll Friday do, night call. Okay. We'll Let's do a live Let's do that. Okay. Because we can't Okay. Do... Well, uh, Mike, could you, um, would you mind sharing with us uh, about the flood test? Is he here? Yeah. There you are. Mike? He's not on the phone. He's he's on the computer. I know he was really tired during his call earlier. He may not be awake. It's oh, pretty late for him. It's called erythrocyte. It costs eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars each test. You take three tests after initial burning with uh, ionizing or gamma, and but they're not using ionizing or gamma. They're using ELF acoustic. So the um, and by the way, that's where my worst targeting was getting that blood test. They they stalked me from the blood test place to the doctor. The doctor was a total perp who murders probably thousands. And then they stalked me back to the blood test place. And they had to lock the door against the perps. The perps, they saw the perps follow me in and they, they ran to lock the door against them. When you come up with evidence, they're going to increase your targeting tenfold. That... God, when I went for my neurology test, they shot my tire out, burnt me through a, a tunnel series of panels. So, Don, what should we do? I mean, is this totally hopeless? There's nothing we can do? You take I think Don is whenever an individual you go to case a doctor, take norm. a meter with, like I told you, you take a camera that'll stay on an hour, get a fresh card, a fresh battery, and leave it on in a concealed place. It'll pick up the the ra- if there's a radiation device. Remember, if pl- if you want to prevent an attack, just leave your meter in the open, on. Don't shut it off. If you want to prevent it, but if you want to catch them doing it, hide it and uh, document it with the the cell phone. Uh, a, a cell cam, a camera will pick it up because it's electronic it'll pick up the background of the of the uh x-ray device it'll start popping and you'll record it and if you can then take it get up take it apart look if you're sitting on a 
uh, ion bed or or if there's a hidden device, just you know, and then get the heck out of there. But yeah, we can dock it. It's not that hard. It, every but I'm telling you, these are clever people. They will dishon. Oh, you don't trust me? Oh, just turn your meter off. You don't trust me? My God, I'm your doctor. I'm telling you, these are professional killers. Okay. Jeez. Um. All right. I think Don is not the norm for what. This is Luda. I think Don is not exactly the norm because I don't have those kinds of experiences. I don't even. And and I think other people don't either. I think Don is in the minority, quite frankly. I've never heard. Well, I've been doing it to me for four. I it took me forty some years to figure it out. I know, and, but and you're was, the only person I've ever heard that's gone through what you have gone through. The rest of us are seem to be making it with the proper testing and with the proper doctors. So yeah, I'm not so I, convinced that everyone is in the same position that your doctors are in. Well, they I killed everybody same. around me. All my mentors were murdered the same way. What and, part of the country do you live in, Don? I live in Southern California. They, yeah. they took out all the Quaker people. They they took out... Uh, Jeez, all the religious people, the the good doctors were murdered that way. My family was murdered that way, and <clears throat> it's consultation rooms. They're con- they're medical consultation rooms. They burn you in the parking lots till you go into medical, try to get evidence of something, and they finish you off in the medical. And they're very expert. Oh, that doctor can't come in, but so and so, and it's a fake doctor. Maybe you need to move to another part of the country. No, wherever I've gone, they've done the same exact program. Same exact program. Dentists burnt me very badly in in 1980. They burnt me in 1970, and I I didn't catch on. I never caught because ionizing is numbing. You never feel it for months. And what was the damage that the dentist did? What did? How did they damage you? Feet. They go up through the feet and up through the torso. They go up through the bottom of the feet. They they put a uh, the tray over your front so you can't see. They stand in front of the radiation head. Then they put you in the chair, they put a tray over so you can never see your feet. And then they do it, they have one under the chair so it burns up through your torso, destroys your bladder, destroy, it goes up through the core of your spine, gives you MS and Parkinson. Done it to all the people. Well, I was in, involved with two peace activist centers, murdered all everyone. How have you escaped? Because I didn't go to doctors for 30, 40 years, That's, except dentists, and it was always the dentist. I avoided doctors. But I, and that was, and so I didn't know that what was a, a exam. I went for evidence from, from a big van run by these ex-Amish or whatever, and I got burnt purple. So I thought, I didn't know I was new into it. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was gamma. I thought it was because it turned my skin purple. So I went to get evidence. You know, I called a lawyer, and he said, get an erythrocyte test. So I went in, and I got burned by this woman that I, I knew 20 years earlier. I gave her a goat 
and uh, an animal and and I didn't recognize her, you know, because it was 20 years later. But, she, you know, um, there's, she'd always been – these people stalk you for 20, 30 years. And, well, I know that. I've been in the program over 20, so I'm well aware of this. It's the same. I, I was in Tennessee. I almost – you know, I thought it was the flu or something. That was in 1980. They burnt me in Tennessee. They – FBI – it's all FBI uh, run. That's that's where I learned it was the FBI. You know, it, because I was in a religious cult, a benign one, by the way, and and you know, you know, and then then when I started document, you know, it was just five years ago. I do, you know, or four years ago that this Iranian dentist, he's the one that cued me in on what was going on with just looking at the radiation device and back and forth and I looked at his eyes and he never said a word but he was being stalked too he was completely being stalked you know they they put up this stalker guy as uh, the uh, as an aide it took two hours to get him out whatever he was doing but I'd seen him before stalking me in the store with a bunch of other guys these 20 year olds he was, he was think, a nice guy, but, you know, and then I got my camera, and I documented an attack with the camera. Well, then you should have quite uh, a bit hey of guys, evidence over hey the years. We have, uh, we have about an hour left. I um, Let me just ask if anyone, um, or uh, Linda, if you have information about this uh, blood test. Well, uh, yeah, actually, um, um Don does know one of them. Um, he did mention. He did mention one of them. I just. I can. Oh, you mean the uh, erythrocyte? Erythrocyte. It's a large red blood cell, and and they they can measure a hunt. You know, they can take a drop of blood and proportionalize it, and then then from the time of the exposure for three months, you take a you take the same test every once a month for three months, and if you're Cells repair themselves, and that shows that you were attacked. That that's the only one I know that it shows that you were hit with radiation because your 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 um you know your blood bone marrow is reproducing them. It wasn't that bad, but you know the big red they're big, they're the largest red cells blood cells that there are. Do you think this would be covered under most? Um, health insurance oh, no, generally? Nothing, none of this is covered. None, none of it. That's why they're getting away with it because only Joe has got, as far as I know, Joe's the only one that's ever ever um, got a doctor to admit that. But he was in a, remember, he was crawling through tunnels with, with um, high power, you know, underground high power lines. So he, they always had to measure the tunnels for EM background and he has he has a job his job was installing and deinstalling you know um uh, electronic cable you know high power cable so he would have a legitimate excuse but nobody else would well They're i just- can tell you about other tests that are covered by health insurance because i've had them done and i tell you um that they have proven Quite a bit, and those are the DNA tests, and I had them done a couple of years ago. I don't know why my doctor primary did them, but he did them, and 
he did them a couple other times, and he says, you are not the person you were born. He says, your DNA has been altered, and I think these are covered by health insurance, and I think these would be just as good evidence as any other thing. Okay. Because your DNA should not be altered, as far as I know. That is actually a valid point. Uh, I was, um, someone was telling me something about the DNA test and that that will also show the damage. So yes. uh, DNA tests. Uh, yeah, we but they def- macerate the DNA. It's a macerated, you know, to get the elemental parts of the DNA. They don't do whole DNA. They can't even see whole DNA. It's strands that they're looking at, but they can see change. This is what shouldn't be changing and the oh. way it changes. Huh. All right. But they centrifuge it and then then see what, you know, I don't know. Okay, according to what I, the information I got, it's a comprehensive metabolic panel. And in that metabolic panel, what you ask for is immuno, immuno immu, I'm sorry, I'm not, my brain is not functioning very well. I-M-M-U-N-O-G-L-O-B-U-L-I-N. The other one is is E-O-S-I-N-O-P-H-I-L-S, and that's white blood cells, and creative protein, C-R-E-A-C-T-I-B-E protein. Those are the three tests you can ask for, and I don't think um, insurance companies can turn you down when you want to ask for blood tests. I don't know, but I don't think so. Those tests, I don't. I think they are covered. Those can be covered. I do Good. believe. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. And those are tests that will show that you have damage due to um, the electromagnetic frequencies, which is the blanket name for the other frequencies. Does um, Mike have this list as well, Linda? Did he what? Huh? Does Mike have this list as well? Yes. Because yeah. I don't have a thing to write with right now, okay. but I. This okay, is great. well, and I'll have it on Friday night too. And yeah, Mike is the one who gave it to me. Oh, and, good. Um, he said we can be tested and um, get our evidence. Um, we can start somewhere. We may, you know, maybe they'll get in our way, and maybe they'll try to do. At least we can start somewhere to do up something positive for ourselves. I, I worry that we're, we we sit here and get very depressed about. You know, it's never going to be fixed. It's never going to be, we're never going to, you know, all going to be die or all going to be irradiated on an on a examination table. You know, let's start getting the proof. Let's start getting another tests. Another test that I think might be a good one also is the ANA titer. Um, I had that done many years ago. And um, I don't know why it was done uh, probably eight years ago. And... Um, it, it's supposed to be around 150, your um, quantitative value, and uh, mine was coming up 35,000. Whoa. And, and um, so they they were just waiting to see where the next boot was going to drop because it is a, a marker for immune weakness and leading, preparing for some catastrophic illness. Uh, like MS, for example, lupus, something crazy. Um, as as it stands, um, <laughs> I haven't had any of these diseases. Yeah. So I'm going to have that, that one done again, I think, soon. And it's been years, and I'd like to see what it stands at now. Because, like I say, I randomly had these crazy tests done in the past, and I don't know why doctors did them, quite frankly. 
but um, I'm glad I've had them done, and I do have the records. So um, I, I think that ANA titer, people should look into it better in uh, physiology books and discover what it does uh, implicate as versus what I know because I'm just a layperson. I'm not a medical expert. Right. But I'm just giving you something to go on and try to look up that one, too, because you guys have access to the Internet, and I'm not allowed always to use the Internet. Read between the lines. Can you spell that? It's an A, uh, capital Mm A-N-A, and the next word is titer, T-E-I-T-E-R. And to titer a blood test is to um, start with a small quantity, and then they project it um, into a larger scale, um, how can I say, over time. It takes um, a little bit more time, I believe. It's more like a culture-type test. So that's as much as I can offer, but I think if somebody can look that up, you know, I can't, like I say, but maybe somebody can and get some more information on that one for us. Do you know if that would be anything like the immunoglobulin test? I don't know what uh, that No, is. it's a separate test unto okay. itself. It's not in that one. Okay. It's not in that metabolic, no. And it's covered by health insurance. Uh, Linda, can you send me that list that that you have? Well, I can, but I don't know how to get a hold of you, Derek. I've never... You want to give me your... um, Well, no, I take that back. You send me your newsletter. I've got your email. I can send it to you on your email, okay? Okay. Okay, good. When did you last send out a newsletter, Derek? I'm just trying to see if I made, made it to your list or if it's been delivered or anything. Um, that one out lately? Pretty recent. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, I haven't uh, received it. Was, uh, early. Did you check your spam? I've checked everything, yeah, but see, a lot of my mail is diverted. Everything is red, and yeah. a lot of it's diverted, but I would like to try to get these things somehow because that's my main way of learning is, you know, what people can send me because, like I say, I can't get to the Internet usually myself. So if it comes into my inbox, I have half a chance. Okay. Isn't that well, fun? You should have <laughs> because um Do you have a website that you might have um I might could uh, contact you through or something? Um let's see. What you could do, um I do post the newsletters at the website. So you can you can, you know, read them there. Okay, what's the website, Derek? PaxNTL.org. Is it, what are the letters, P-A? P-A-C, T as in Tom, S as in Sam, N as in Nancy, T like Tom, L like Larry, dot org. Okay. Try to remember that. There's a newsletter tab there, and you could just click on that, and the newsletter should be there. I will try. Thank you very much for the information. Okay, this would be good if we could we could all go out and get those blood tests, that would be a start, you know, I think. Find out if we're damaged. And like I say, the insurance issue, I think, is a very big issue. Um, I think companies are not going to be quite so brave and so brazen about about manufacturing these these very deadly weapons. Well, slow kill maybe, but still they're deadly. Um, I'm very definitely injurious. And um, we've got some pretty good strong information there, I think. You know, there if they're going to get if they get sued, and they probably will, they'll get sued to cover these injuries because 
um, you know, if, if it's a big injury, which we do get, uh, the lawyers are going to want to have it covered, and they're going to go after these insurance companies, I would assume. And um, they're going to have to prove why these, why the harm, what the, why the harm did come from EMFs, and then we have a lot more information given to us. I think it's very powerful. Do you think attorneys will not have a fear of being targeted themselves and will not take on cases? Ah, good question. Um, I do know that I think a lot of attorneys are are involved in this. Um, at least I know I got put on the list by an attorney. Um, oh, wonderful. Yeah. He was my husband's partner, no less. And that oh, my goodness. But, um, Linda? Yeah. Uh, Joe. Yeah. How are you doing? Okay. Let me get, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, let me get your email. Sure. I'll send you what I have. Thank you. That'll be that. Thank you. Linda? Costanzo, all one word, small letters. Gotta do it all small. I'm sorry, all, Linda. All small. All small, yeah. All one word, small. Just like on my, you know, on my, on my, um, God, my brain tonight. How, like it says on my call, that same That's, name, okay. And you better, at, at you better spell your last name. Okay, C Cat O Ollie S Sam T is in Tom. A, Ali, T A N Nelly, Z Zebra O. Okay. 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 So C O S T A N Z O. That's it. Yes. At okay, at, com, at Comcast.net. Okay, gotcha. Thank you, Joe. And okay, you don't want to tell me what it is. The problem is they like to. I mean, I've got my my emails. Some from from last year are right at the beginning, and then some of the brand new ones at the very end. That's what they do to my emails to create confusion. So sometimes it takes a while. So why don't we, t- maybe if you could tell, if I can get from Mike your email, on, I can get the information from him, and then I can look for it specifically in my emails. That way I can identify Yeah, well, it. He, just tell him to give you my phone number. Okay. Um, oh, I have your so phone number. I don't have the last two numbers. I have the I have the the area code and then the first first three numbers and then the next two numbers but the, not the last one, not the last. Okay, two. so and you're at Comcast. Yes. Dot net. Dot net. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Great. Thank you, Joe. I know you you I know you have a lot of concern about all of what's going on and I would like to talk to you. Okay. Mhm. Okay. Yes. I give you my phone number. I don't care. I I given it out before on the calls, and it doesn't seem to be a big problem. Do you want me to give you my phone number? Shoot. Okay. 209-728-8398. 8398? Okay. Right. Okay. Great. Thank you. I think we can... I think there's stuff we can do. I hope, anyway. So... That those are the um, and and yes, Derek can send you that list, and that will be good. We can I think we can do something in this regard. You know? okay, well, um, I need to publish it. Yes, so great. We'll know what to um, what to uh, to get from their hospital doctor or whatever. Right, great, boy. Um, that will be great. Okay, I'm going to put the the. What Luda told us, the test you told us, Luda, I'm going to put that that is not in the comprehensive 
metabolic panel. That's a different thing, right. right? Just investigate that ANA titer, but I know for sure the DNA definitely should have some good stuff for your um, plate. Very good. Very good. This is good. We are moving forward. Great. And as as um, do you mind if I mention on my call, something about my call, Derek, on your call? Is that okay? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, I have I'm I'm asked, I've asked a lawyer who wrote a book called um, How to Defeat Gang Stalking. Um, I'm, I've asked her to be on my call Friday night to help us figure out how to defeat gang stalking. Um, and hopefully people will, can come and listen because she sounds pretty proactive on doing that. She's a lawyer. She's um, she's written books. She's a very stable, good, solid woman, and I'm hoping she can give us some energy and some help. Is she a TI? Yes, and she's a TI. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, um, you anyway, know, I, I, so yeah. I, I always was under the supposition that if we look into Air Force and NASA testing for results of long, high-level high exposure, we would, we would be able to get some testing uh, uh, procedures, but I don't know if they're classified or not, and I've never tried to yeah. do any digging. But that would be the first place I would go. If they will share it with us. You know, I mean, given well, that the NSA is, pro- is, is is involved in this, I'm not sure they would help us. But we can sure try. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's ways of, there's yeah. ways of um, getting information. Couldn't hurt. Um, my brother-in-law, and I think my sister helped set me up to be a test subject for him, he is a government contractor, and... He um, is. He's been very involved. He's involved in 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 creating the software for dues. He was. They were very involved with the war in Iraq. They were involved with a lot of the ability to direct the dues. His software is helpful in that. And why I've would been, he ever stop at you, such a caring, giving person well, in the was, family? I mean, go to a stranger. Why in his family? Because um, my sister could help. That it's a long, ugly story, but um, it, it, it's pretty factual. As you, as I go over the facts, she, when I, I was very injured in in 2001, to, well, the end of 2000, and uh, my sister came down and um, she, had, she came down to help me. Supposedly, I don't know how anybody got a hold of her because they didn't even know her last name. But suddenly, she was at my house because I was in ICU for five days with a brain hemorrhage, five broken ribs, a broken collarbone, and a collapsed lung. I this was, was from this program? Uh, well, I was hit over the head, um, and the person that was supposedly working for me, managing some properties that I owned, mm-hmm. uh, he was standing behind me. And some of it, as you go back and think about things, you realize, you know, you think, oh, my God, yeah, that happened too. And it all kind of came together that he was not, um, my friend and uh, my sister was there and uh, came down and she she told me that he's the one who called her this person that helped me was my work for me and she, she, he didn't even know her last name so how he was able to call her I don't know but she no, showed no, up no. 
she was at my house while I was in ICU, and um, it was shortly after that that I noticed this strange electric. You know, I started noticing certain frequencies hitting me, and I didn't know I was getting certain damage to certain organs, um, and I was getting scared. Um, but anyway, so I called the power company to come and check on some things. They came and said, "Why is you?" We went downstairs into my garage, and he said, "Why? What are all these wires from?" Why do you, where do these even go? And they hadn't been there before I was in the hospital. They, they somehow arrived there when my sister was staying there. We are, we are, we've never been friends, and apparently we are really not friends. But in any event, um, she was the one, and the, 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 um, the doctors were all saying, we want you to file a police report. You were attacked. And... Um, and it was right on the heels of my doing something very proactive for myself in regards to some money that had been taken. This happened. And, um, in fact, every time I got hit, and I had three brain injuries, every time I got hit, it was on the heels of my taking actions for myself to protect myself. And I got, and I went, they went after me. Um, um, in any event, my sister talked me out of, of filing a police report. She said, oh, you'll just get dug. The man's name was Doug that was working for me. She said, oh, don't do that. You'll just get Doug in trouble. And then she denied saying that later, and it just didn't make sense. You know, your sister's standing there with a brain injury, five broken ribs, a broken collarbone, a collapsed lung. You don't say, oh, don't make a big deal out of it, you know? Your actual sister could have been involved in uh, reorganizing your home. Uh, She was. She was (laughs) the only one there that could have allowed them in. She had to have been. It was the only, she was the only one there. She had to have been. I mean, she had to have been cooperating. Uh, I think probably because her husband was in the process of putting together a company at that time, and they did, they did put together a company, and they did work with the DOD in Iraq. They, the weapons, the dues, they were in the process. They were, they were um, doing a lot of work with the dues and uh, the company was, and um, I think I was his test subject in 2001, and and I don't know, maybe I was, maybe I wasn't, but they were creating the program they wanted to sell to the DOD or to use with the DOD in, you know, connection to all that, so I don't know, I just, that, that's, and I'm sure they made a pile of money, and my sister's greedy, and um, that's the way it goes, that's what I think. You know, I can't prove it, but it's sure factually. Do you have contact with her? Does she understand no. what you're going through today? No. Oh, she told okay. me I was delusional and needed to seek serious, serious psychological help. A lot um, of our families have told us that. So. Well, she knew, but yeah, but if I was, she knew why. If I was <laughs> being hit. And I never really got into this. I was more into the fact that people entered my home, took my documents. First the documents would go, then the money would go. And so I had nothing to back up. And that's happened too many times. Um, so, but that's what she was saying. Oh, well, we, nobody's in your house. I, it's kind of hard to figure out why your documents are producing or disappearing if no one's in your house. She Safety just deposit key and uh, your yeah. motor vehicle's ID. And you yeah. know, I I couldn't put two and two together how this stuff was disappearing. I yeah. said, God, I must be getting older than I think. Quick, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I must yeah. All of a sudden, all your bank accounts are gone. You know, and you don't throw them out. Um, in any event, then she she was she would always every time I w- would comment on something that bothered me, um, she would say, "Oh no, that's not it. It's something else." Every time I said something like 
the absolute proof someone had been in my house, um, she would discount it. No, that didn't happen really kind of thing. And I began to get very self-doubting, you know, and because um, we doubt ourselves anyway. And uh, so anyway, yes, yes. And then she finally, I have not talked to her since she told me I was delusional. You know, I don't need that. No. <laughs> None of us no. need that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, um, anyway, I don't even know why I went there. I don't know why I'm talking about that. But anyway, that's what that was. They are around us. I think they can get to our families. I think they're very, very powerful and very clever. All uh-huh. families and all, I think all parts of the family as well as your closest friends. I yeah. mean, I have two editors that are working with me on my book right now. It's written, but they're working. One's in New Jersey, one's in Southern California. And their computers are ritually regularly ripped apart, costing them time, weeks, money, everything. And I'm trying to stay really cool because I don't want them to jump ship. So it's very difficult, but I know they're behind it all. I just know it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're all over us. Oops. That was my puppy. Sorry. Um. Anyway, I, as I say, I don't know why I went to to that, but um, I've been I've been targeted for many, many, many years. Um, actually, well, I think my, who knows who knows how long we've all been targeted. But it's, yeah, I I can I absolutely know for at least twenty, but it could be even ten or fifteen before that. We really don't yeah. know because we didn't know what was going on or what could have been happening. You know, who knows? Exactly. We don't know. We don't know how long this has been going on. But the more the more strange things happen now, the more I look back and think, oh, my God, you know, look at that happened, what happened. And we do seem to, you know, have recall of what went on, don't we? And I was a skier, snow skier all my life, introduced oh. snow skiing for the blind, which became an Olympic sport now. Oh, but anyway, um, I have two knee replacements because I was not a couch potato all my life. I yeah. do it all over again. But I think these have also been altered in some way. Oh. Because, I mean, there's metal in there and there's yeah. titanium, I know, and yeah. stainless, and they could really use that to do what they're doing. Yeah, they sure can. Well, mm-hmm. you they you light up with that stuff in you. I've got I've got implants in my upper jaw, you know, um, for supposedly they were going to supposedly put... Um, peace in, on those implants never mm-hmm. happened, but um, I'm wondering how much that's lighting me up too. You know? Too bad you can't have those removed. I can't have my knees removed, but you might yeah. be able to get that out of your head. Yeah, yeah, I can. I'm sure I can. <clears throat> I think there's just so much in our bodies, though, because I used one of those. I worked with a contractor who was, had an excellent stud finder, and. Oh. Uh, electronic thing and it had red and green lights and everything and boy let me tell you i'm loaded you lit them up you lit those lights oh, up yeah beeping and everything Whoa. else yeah. i couldn't believe he said i he went over his whole body he didn't have anything he Whoa. says what is wrong with you i said you don't even want to discuss it you won't even go there <laughs> you really want to hear we were talking about that on neil's call last night stud finders and mm-hmm. they're useful there's something else that we might be able to use there is a, a um, gadget, um, a tool that I got one time for the purpose of finding what was going on. I, well, anyway, um, it was it, what it is. It's an infrared little gadget that you can 
point towards your um, the bottom, you know, around your walls, around the bottom, where your what do you call that molding is, and uh-huh. just point it and pull the trigger, and it will tell you where the hot spots are or where the cold spots are. It's really to find the leaks in your house. I wonder what, will, what that's called. You know, I've got to find it. i got to go out and look at my garage and unpack everything and find it. Um, that would be it, interesting. You wouldn't it? But I, I, and, and Neil agreed. He said that's, that would be very interesting. That would, we could locate, well, we certainly could, well, locate temperatures in mm-hmm. your walls. And uh, who knows? Who knows? We might have all kinds of little gadgets that would be helpful, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have to do things uh, with wise sense, with common sense, yeah. with um, things to be creative, because yeah. there's nobody gone before us. We're the pioneers, really, yeah. as far as I know. Well, and, I think uh, set binders are a great idea, and how inexpensive. I have one of those, too. I don't know where it is. Um, but And it's a multi-finder. It's, it's wood. It's metal. It's all kinds of things mm-hmm. that you can go find. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. So you made it light up. That's great. Oh, God. It was going crazy from my oh, shoulders wow. up. Ooh, and wow. then down my back and lower back. and wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Feet. Feet. Look for the wow. feet. Yeah. You know, the ankles. Yeah. Well, I think they do spread stuff on, our, on the ground around us or in our homes uh, that would pick us up and light us up. You know, we could pick up with our feet. Um, well, I I remember the day I was getting packed and I was re- going to Lithuania, and I was coming out of the shower, and of course these guys were operating in the apartment next door to me. I didn't know at that time, mm-hmm. and I was coming out of the shower and I felt like I was stepping on glass. Mm-hmm. I put my foot down, my put my hand down. There was nothing there. It was on linoleum, mm-hmm. and I I walked a little around and you know not seeing normally. I I couldn't see anything, but I kept feeling with my hands, and I couldn't put two and two together. Then I went to put on my my sneakers because I walked every day quite a few miles, and uh, my sneakers didn't fit. My toes were touching the ends, and I said, my God, this is killing me. What's wrong with my – they're too small. Well, whatever they had put in my feet, it already began to work on my nerves. And, of course, it gives you the sensation of neuropathy. And, yeah, you're uh, I, swelling, I, right? I still buy, clown, I call them clown shoes. They're really much bigger because I can't stand and my toes touch the end of my shoes. And this is all from uh, 2000, May of 2000. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, 16 years of this craziness in the feet is, yeah. is nuts. But, you know, <laughs> what can you do? I oh. think if we all had a lot of money, we could get some of this taken care of. But a lot of this takes money to get things removed and all that stuff, yeah. I think. Yeah. Who's got money after all they keep stealing that you have to replace every every week, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, all I do. Yeah. Yeah, they take in a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, they tried to take my house in Manhattan Beach, um, and I only, well, that's a long story, but they tried to take it, and I, I saved it within days of it actually being sold up from under me. Wow. Um, they're, they're clever, crafty people, you know? Yeah. Incredible. But what demented minds? What demented minds to be slaves to toys? Such greed. Such greed. Oh, my God. You know, and I think it's about greed. And some people. And they're young. The, these guys, I've, yeah. I've seen them, and I, I know them. I know their voices and everything else. And yeah. uh, I could identify them, maybe not by sight, but I could identify them by their voice. And they're young. 
they're between uh, the youngest one I think is about 23. Oh man. And um, yeah, up until about 40. They're young guys. They're and they're all they're all guys in my case that are oh. running the actual uh, dues. Wow. Wow. Well, the the local ones I see in cars. You know, it, back they used to, when I lived in Cambria, they used to follow me more. Um, more like groups of cars rather than just one one person in the car. I don't know why groups of guys in a car um, would sort of go by and hoot and holler and do stupid things, and I'm just not that pretty, you know. The, the, the I, last two uh, attacks I've documented were women. Were they? In their, in, yeah, in their 40s. Yeah. And also the one that was staying with the, uh, that Amish guy, that she was in her 40s too, and... Uh, huh. But, uh, yeah, this one, and she jumped it. Uh, you know, I was monitoring the sidewalk. It's always on the way back from the store. Yeah. And, she, you know, she about ran me over. She was hiding behind a little part that stuck out of the store while she was burning people yeah. going by. And uh, she jumped in, I just, and I was, you know, balancing my shopping cart, and I couldn't get her. But I caught the second one about it two months ago at the hardware. And, but she was with a guy. It had an Air Force sticker on the back uh, van. I got her license, and I even talked with her. I go, do you have a device in there? And she goes, oh, no. And then she talked to her, the guy that was driving, and she goes, oh, he goes, oh yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. And, Whoa. Uh, and I go, well, why, you know, I go, why, What? what's the matter? I go, well, don't you think, you know, causing harm to people is, is wrong? And Oh, we don't think about it or something, and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, she they were taking out the hardware store customers, I guess, for a while, and then huh. I caught, then they shut this whole thing down. It went on for about thirty, forty seconds, and I was showing the people around, including the owner of the store, and then I talked to the owner about that was about two, three months ago, and then I talked to the owner last week, and. She, I go, did you get burned? You know, because I, I, I took the license plate of that person that was burning. And, yeah. and, did, and did she kind of avoided it and go, oh, oh yeah, I got burned. She pulled her dress up a little. See, my hair dryer, it, it burnt me on the hair, huh. you know. And uh, huh. she was like completely. So I don't know if they're, if she's going to be part of it, how they're cultivating new people right. to come in or what what's going on but the one hardware mom and pop up the street is i it's completely taken over and and they come in they put the shirt on and the hardware store stock in the store when you go out they they have multiple cars to burn people so you know i caught two uh trucks burning you know you know there are are there's a video camera that's only it's about $35 and you can you can stick it on your windshield. It's got a little suction cup to stick oh. on there, and you can photograph yeah. the cars coming. It's a it's a loop. You got to stop it if you want to you know get a picture, or else it will loop right over it again. Take huh. pictures. But but the thing is, you can you can tell you know the one light cars that are, that are always coming at us. Um, you can get photographs of those. You can get photographs of what's going, or you can get a video of everything that's going on, and it's not that ex- it's not outrageously expensive, but a great deal of protection, I think. They yeah, do well, not when you get hit, your mind state changes, and 
it does make a like a lovey-dovey or love-hate thing going on, and it does change your emotional. So you're not in your full capacity to think deeply, you know, because yeah. it's putting emotions in that, and it's blocking other things. And uh, yeah. you know, it, like I say, you don't want to. You got to get. Once you locate at one, make sure the flaps on your he- headgear are blocking and that you have gloves on because your hands will swell for like, you know, or they'll, they'll be sore for a month. You know, or it, or documenting it. Long, long sleeves. They hit me in the, in the forearms and I get little red bumps. First it itches like crazy and then, and then it swells up like I look like I have little blood blisters. I think we all we all get that. They must be using all of them the same. Really, same because your body plan. is yeah. the ground, and, and electricity seeks the ground, and and yeah. it's gonna attach to the flesh. That's yeah. you. That's why I I go into the store with gloves, come out with gloves, with uh, impervious gloves, and I wear leather, oiled leather. Yeah. Careful, neat foot, you can get a disease from it. But you know, and then flaps on the ears, and and then glasses, and. Uh, yeah, monitor your way. Always, always monitor your way back from shopping because that's that is. I guarantee that's ninety percent of this whole thing. Well, I, I find something that they do also when I go to the market. They follow me around and are so obvious about look like they got nothing in their cart and they're at the checkout stand getting one. Yeah, they got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, they got nothing in the cart or one one thing of milk in a big cart, and they are looking, trying to look over and see what I'm buying. You yeah, know? they want you to. You're there to document any crazy behavior, so that if you get they get taken to court, you know that you, they can say you're crazy. But they all mo- also might want to see what kind of foods they might be able to poison in their regime as well. And to shoplifting, yeah. I know a friend. She was an accountant and everything, and she ended up shoplifting, beating up her husband. And, oh. And eventually the husband killed her in the bathtub. Oh, my. But, uh, yeah, they were stalked all their life, just like me. You know, I grew up with the guy yeah. who was stalked and burnt. They killed his fam, his the father. I worked for him. I didn't know. They turned him, the father into a three-year-old. Wow. And I And I did, you know, just burning him, just, you know, and getting him on drugs. That's Where you live, it must be very active, very, very active. Very active. active. Yeah. I, I live, in, if I do any work, they'll send a military helicopter over. If I do any, any construction, I did construction. I, I, I tore a, or I got an old fence that somebody threw away, this redwood that's still, you know, 95% good. And I was taking it apart. Oh yeah, the 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 sheriff had to come over and swoop down to two circles. This was just four days ago. So yeah, anything I do is and they'll they'll drop down into the river here at eye level with with military guys sticking their feet outside the helicopter with what? one of those uh, troop carriers. I mean, yeah. anything. Yeah, it's like they're living. It's like they're living here. That's what's weird. That the people, that the next door neighbors are living here, and that you know. And I know they're responsible for that San Bernardino shooting. I, they're involved in that. People that. that surround you are gone, and you're still here. You're here for a reason. You must be really a science no, no, project. No, no, they're they're here. Oh, they're here in spades. They're here in spades. They brought. They brought, 
the people that have the code, the national security code, they're they're here. They're 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 looking over my fence. Well, I know, but you're not gone. You're still vertical today, and yeah. you'll be vertical tomorrow. Barely, so. but I have those that all that jit that that neuropathy stuff gone because I fell for those medical tricks, the med, the Holocaust rooms. You do have the neuropathy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll start burn at night. It'll start burning. Yeah. Wow. Do you have that Do, I can only in your feet? sleep for three or four hours, and I get I have to get, you know, the burning starts. Yeah. And if I can, if I can get through that burning, you know, mm-hmm. but that's the whole thing is to be conscious of it, and it, and that's when the healing starts, you know. I've had but it I'm since two thousand. Oh, somebody's burning me. I know when I got burned, and that was two or three years ago, with yeah. that. Uh, and my sister took me to that Holocaust Center. She, my half sister, yeah, yeah, or my stepsister. So yeah, yeah it's all it, the the, yeah. the families involved. Absolutely. And, you know, it's raconteurs. These are storytellers, storytellers that you're the next one to commit the mass murder at yeah. the school or the yeah. this or that or steal or. Good God! I mean, it goes. You can't. The stories that they tell to get people to do this, they have to be very, very wild. Yes, they do. They, they're about pornography. They're yeah. The this is who were. This is FBI. I get. Who do you, you know? Hoover was obsessed with the oh, FBI yeah. story with movies. Oh, yeah. We have about 20 minutes left in the call. Uh, I just want to, uh, I just checked your email. Uh, Luda looks like I do not have um, your correct email address. If you could uh, repeat that uh, one more time. Sure, I shall. And uh, Linda, take this down if you want. Because I'm, I'm in my kitchen. One second. I just, my puppies were. Hold it, hold it, hold it. I can get it from Mike. Is Mike got it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get it from Mike. Um, I have a couple of them, but this one seems to be working still once in a while. Escape, E S C A P E. The number two, escape two, and then the last word is L, like Lima, I, indigo, E, T, Thomas. You wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's L I and then L I E like every. Alright. T like Thomas. U V like victory. A L I E T U V A at Outlook dot com. Oh, okay. I was missing the E. Okay then. L I E T U V A. I so appreciate okay, you checking that out, Derek. I'll Thank you. you. Okay. Thanks. And Derek, I will get that email to you tomorrow, okay? This um, list of, of tests. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, that's fine. Okay. Good. Good. Oh, what else was I going to say? I think a lot of good stuff is is coming I think we can get through this, you know, like like the the reason I'm so sold on and I I I think I'm the only one that's that sold on the farmer or the um Lords of London thing is that 
it's big money involved now. Big money that's proving the injuries are caused by electromagnetic fields. And that's, we've never had big money doing anything to prove our injuries before. And they're going to have to, to deny coverage. And I've read the smart meters today for a little while, things that I've gotten a hold of. And they are another thing that people are getting badly injured by, and I don't think insurance is covering that either. They're not. That Mm -hmm. was the first thing they decided not to cover because smart meters caused fires. They are not UL listed. They are not UL approved. Um, and and they they they're absolutely known to cause fires, and the companies are so aware of that that when they have fires, they they're notified by the fire department, and they are on the spot to remove that meter. They come in, and that was according to testimony by this gentleman named Lamb, um, down in a hearing down in New Mexico. He said that's what they do. They just come. And he mentioned something else. If we have smart meters throughout the country that are controlled by a sort of a Wi-Fi grid, they can shut down our power right now. The entire country could be could just shut down our power, and that means no gas, no food, no ability to go anywhere. That's really dangerous to give that kind of power to anyone. Our government, Chinese who, who you know, could hack into our, our grid, um, that, that just shouldn't be done. We should not be connected like that to that kind of control over the power coming into our homes. And I think, and it seems to me it's true, um, okay, I had my smart meter removed about two days ago, and I'm noticing a definite reduction in getting hit um, by the frequencies. I I think they do piggyback onto the, the frequencies coming into our house from the smart meters. What a handy setup that is, you know? <laughs> Interesting that all of a sudden we all had to be fit with these smart meters, you know, <laughs> so that they could make more money, so it didn't have to send somebody out. I just think there's a connection there. So I I think everybody should take their smart meters out. I live in a building of 50 um, independent an independent living facility of 50 seniors, and <laughs> the room where the maintenance tech has his workshop. He's got a wall of 50 meters. We each have one there, and they are smart meters. And he's wondering why he's got headaches, why he's got neck aches, why he's sick, why he's lethargic, why he gets a cold every other week. So I'm printing up all this stuff for him. I don't know what he can do, though, because he's got to work there, and they're wow. they're all against the wall. Uh, my my meter went, uh, you know, I have just, just one of these cheapy things, and it went wild in that room. I just walked into the room. I wasn't even oh. near that wall. Yeah. And it went wild. Wild. Right. Yeah. How close are you to that to that closet? I am fortunately, uh, it's on another floor and quite a distance away. Right. So I'm, um, I don't think it's affecting me, quite frankly. I think it's right in that room, primarily. Because when I walk around the halls around there, that meter doesn't go off so bad. It's all isolated in that room. Must be very highly insulated. But he's he's going to be dead if he stays working yeah. there. Yeah, fifty meters, and he has to work right next to him. Oh. Well, he's about I don't know eight feet from them. Yeah, his back of his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that many meters, I know that further you get away from it, the the less damage is done. But um, yeah. He said, well, I could move my um, 
workshop up to the third floor, but there's no window in the office. I said, do you want a window or do you want to live? Yeah, really. <laughs> Who cares really? about a dark on window? Yeah, really. <laughs> well, if he does, you know. But see, nobody, he had no, he has no clue. Nobody ever told him anything about these things. It's not publicized. No, it's not. Not yet. We are now. All, I mean, you know, all the, the people that know that this is dangerous are now getting the word out, you know. Um, it won't be quiet for long. And the difference in the attitude of the power companies, I mean, all I had to do was call PG&E and tell them that I want it removed, and they said, okay. And when would you like that done? As opposed to four years ago when they would say, really? Well, then you won't have power. You know, I mean, they were not at all cooperative years ago, but they sure are now. It's like all you got to do is ask for it to be gone, and it goes. And these uh, things that I'm typing out for him, uh, preparing for him, uh, complaints is what they are. One of the things is uh, immune system is very highly affected, and he's got what is called Hojimoto's. Syndrome, where yeah. his uh, organs are eating each other, they right. you know they destroys the thyroid, then it goes on exactly. to the liver, then it goes, yeah. So he, it's going to kill him eventually, and that's from those smart meters. I'm sure of it. I am. Yeah, it does hit your immune system. Don, do you have um, do you have a smart meter on your house down there? In ha- I think you're in Hammett. Don. Yeah, yeah, I do, but I I don't get it much. I I was getting stuff when it was first on there, but. But I like it because they they were attacking my. They would bring those uh, hot shots and go after my dog. So I I I, I like the smart meter myself. You like and the smart I, I don't meter? Get any frequency at all from it? I I you just don't... put a wrapped a few aluminum. You know I just oh good. But I just wrapped it with aluminum foil. Yeah. So you shielded There's it. There's nothing coming off. Yeah. Um. Well, good. But, but you uh, know it is sending frequencies into your house. Um. That yeah. It, that may be, but. Uh, yeah, I can always just Think go outside it. and just pull the whole power mm-hmm. and drop the whole power off. But well, it's not that big a deal. But well, you can just you can you can just op- you know turn your um, you know the yeah. Place. I I notice where where there's double wall switches. There's some magnetic stuff going on where yeah, me too. Interesting. Yeah, because you got yeah. that circular thing, and then where the doorways are, where they bundle, there there's yeah. Some, up around, over the what floor. is that about? Because my 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 meter, I've got a tri-field that just goes sky high when I go through the doors, and or and when I put it up against my the double lights, you know, light switches. What is yeah, that about? Yeah, because because you got a hot because there's three there's three it's a three wire and and okay. probably a lot of transference. Then you got all the ground that that everything becomes a ground and a hot and yeah, yeah it creates some kind of because they bundle they bundle them over the doors. Well, Joe could tell you about it, but uh, yeah. but then um, once you get outside, about two or three feet out, it drops to zero, right? I'm sorry, why? Once you go outside, because yeah. remember that's where the perps put all the focus on is your doorways, because yeah. yeah, they would that that one perp he's still there. And he 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 was molesting all the TIs. He had a trigger man. He was molest. He was hitting us with these cutter beams from his. They had probably two or three trigger men running. That was a month ago. For about a month, they ran an operation against everybody in the house. Wow. As far I didn't. 
you know, I always wear leather as soon as I get to the gate. I, but the the ladies, and then they started perping. The ladies started huh. went back into a hole. They went became predators. Wow. The women, and they started hiding their food and probably putting poison in mine. Yeah, huh. everybody went crazy. We were under attack for a month. At, at your house? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, they the, all the sidewalks probably for for the whole block. They brought they brought trigger men into the whole block. Took over a rental. Yeah. One rental moved out after the operation. Mm-hmm. All the all the main per, except the one guy that had been perping for ten years. He he doesn't perp anymore. Yeah. But uh, the the rest of the way and. I told everybody what was going on when they got here, so I warned them many, many times, including Linda, who calls on. She stayed for a mm-hmm. while, but they weren't perfect then, but she didn't get it. I told her, don't go to that hardware store. Boom, she goes to the hardware store <laughs> got per- and got raped bad. She was screaming for three weeks. Hmm. Um, I mean, literally screaming. So, uh, yeah, they let them go for two or three months, and then boom. They brought that you know they signed up for welfare or whatever, and boom, they were targeted. I even wow. had to keep the sheriff. The sheriff initiated when the sheriff came out. I go get the hell off the you know you can't be here because he wanted to do it because they got on welfare and I oh, no you, you can't uh, come in. Uh, well, I think they do go after people who do get on too. And then and and two days later, I think mm-hmm. the whole operation started. Wow. They they brought in the trigger people, and hmm. uh, and they were set up from the, you know, out the bathroom windows into the yard. They were using acoustic or laser cutter weapons that put holes in your, you know, th- not through your skin, but deep inside, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got me twice, you know, within, you know, it's just a split second, boom, boom, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, then you start feeling something wrong with your back and then it feels like a worm is crawling wow. through your back and oh, they got the, yeah they got me and then but i documented it as soon as the they the they the the ladies left then then i i went down i thought well i'll go down to get my mail i don't usually walk because you know i don't want to lo- you know start an operation and i went with my leather but i didn't have gloves on and 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 there was a spark that went from my <clears throat> meter, my tri-field meter, to my to a brass button on my 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 jacket. It was so strong. Mm. I mean, it was a powerful beam from about sixty feet away. And then when the operation was over, what was standing right where the weapon was? A dishwasher. Your what? A dishwasher. Huh. Right. In the garage opening, when they they had the when the operation was over, they opened their garage. When the trigger men were gone, yeah. a couple of days later, there's a dishwasher. And I saw that two or three years before when when they finished an operation. There's a dish and in two garages, there's a dishwasher. It's huh. plastic with a metal door right for the front, but it's all this light plastic. And and this guy runs a rental. The guy that was perping out of the that, you know, his whole house is just a murder operation for everybody in this yard, in this house, in this property. That's all it is. Huh. He just came here to murder people. A Swedish Jew. And the like I said, the Jews 
for some reason, the Jews are, you know, the the 9-11 ones are here. The Jews at 9-11? The the 9-11 Jews, the people that did, they brought the artists in that set the weapons. They brought they brought them into their health food store to sell the paintings. The people that planted all the thermite in the trade centers, those uh-huh. were those were those because you only do three things when you're when you're born in Israel. You're either a soldier, you're either munitions, or you're communications. And they have all the communications of the whole government. They have the whole code. So they can put anybody in, put any salacious story, make anybody a target for and yeah. everybody else has come into these compartmentalized first groups, into compartmentalized yeah. sheriff, police, anything. That's where it starts in communications. It's all about communi- it's all about code. And whoever has the source code of uh, uh, national security runs everything, runs the world. They run the world because everything is compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what's going on outside of their compartment. But whoever has the code runs it all. And they brought those, you know, those people there to raise their families here. So Why here? I don't know. I don't either. I don't, you know, one journalist was, you know, clued me in right after 9-11 about, but I didn't catch on for a few years. So, yeah, yeah it's, that's, I, you know, and and they eliminated, like I say, they took out the doc, the good doctors. They took out the the peace activists, the Quakers. You know, they've taken everybody, killed them, and it's all you know through these uh, medical and uh, parking lot and and the neighborhood. You know, the, they'll get a, into a house next to the peace activists and infect them till they go into a doctor's office and put ionizing in the doctor office and that that's how the whole you know the fake doctors bullshit you while you're being infected with ionizing from every direction uh, but they've been doing it for 50 or 100 years that's what's weird they've been doing the ionizing trick in, in doctor's offices for 125 years and nobody's caught on I mean, they do catch on, but you catch on. Uh, that that's the last thing you, you know. You know, you you have three, you know, mm-hmm. a month, three months, a year, two years, and that's it. Because it's ionizing. It's it's nuclear radiation. Why does it wait for a while? <clears throat> because it hollows. It it doesn't really destroy all the cell walls, but it destroys it destroys the the immune the the mitochondrial. DNA and it, the other DNA, <laughs> mitochondrial, and then there's the regular DNA, and it just leaves the cell hollow. And then the fungus, any little, say you have any little tooth thing where you got a little, because the tooth is nothing but canals. You got two miles of canals in your teeth. Your mouth is, people knew this from time eternity, that the dirtiest place is your throat, because all. The teeth are generate, you know, bacteria regenerate every 20 minutes. They can reproduce. Huh. So you've got the most horrible bacteria in your, you know, in the teeth. Hmm. Do they so, introduce the bacteria into our homes, do you think? 
No, they don't have to introduce it. They just have to destroy your immune system so that Mm -hmm. these bacteria will migrate. Because they did, remember that rabbit, supposedly the most famous experiment ever done by by the guy that put that rabbit's tooth of a of a rabbit with heart disease and implanted it into another rabbit and no, I don't remember that. What, what? Yeah, that one, the Price, I think Weston Price or something. Huh. And, and uh, yeah, so yeah, it's your tooth. It, you don't need any bacteria. You already got it. It's just there's no yeah. bacteria. Your immune system is compromised because there's no immune system left. Yeah. And uh, then it looks like your whole being, but uh, but there, there's nothing there. I think the whole AIDS epidemic was that. To me, I believe. You the think the what? I'm. I, did... I think the whole AIDS epidemic was was getting people into doctors into Holocaust rooms, huh. destroying people's immune system. Well, some people think through... it was definitely created. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was created through the hepatitis B vaccines, and then right. and then wow. they help us. See, all assassinations have a two-part. It's an injection, and then it's the uh, radiation. Yeah. Don, um, I wanted to ask you if you'd ever heard of the book, The Fungus Connection. No, I've never heard. Um, Because that's what I get used on me that's been used for years. And they do plant um, bacterias and funguses inside the house, in my side of things, and E. coli in the water, um, you know, stuff like that. And that was going on like 13 years ago, that when I first came into this, um, I was finding out that there was E. coli uh, put in the refrigerator and the food, and then I found out, I found a book called The Fungus Connection, and it... um, is about the connection between cancer and fungus. And oh yeah, um, yeah, fungus is the cancer is uh, cancer is fungal, it's viral, and it has 18 stages. And they knew that in 19 exactly. Yeah, they knew that a hundred years ago. And, and oh yeah, and they played. See, all the whole cancer research—it's all scam. It's all scam. They knew absolutely, absolutely. It, I couldn't agree scam. more. Um, with that, because when I had cancer the first time in the, I think it was the early 90s, or, yeah, the early 90s, I found out about the Fungus Connection, the book, The Fungus Connection, and there's a whole series of books after that. And um, I treated it like it was a fungus. And then I had the opportunity to get out of this um, sort of tropical was much more tropical, a climate where I am. I'm in Southern California also. And um, go to a very, very dry, arid climate. And that finished it off. I couldn't believe the what? difference in wow. my health. I mean, it was a horrible place that I, you know, I thought I didn't care for the desert that much. But... Um, it made a, it made an incredible change, and all the things I was suffering with pretty much disappeared. So there was a in the wow. tropical um, environments, there's a lot of mold because of the humidity, um, and there's a lot funguses grow very easily and spores, mold spores and things like that, and um, bacteria, viruses, 
uh, parasitic infections. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It, they grow in uh, dampness. Yeah. All of them thrive in dampness, and what kills them is an alkaline system, meaning a human system. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. And um, amazingly, my health turned around with the help of a girlfriend um, and the vitamins she referred me to, just a multi- very powerful multiple vitamin that isn't even in existence now. I was really lucky that um, I was just uh, feeling like, you know, like I was at death's door, that I wasn't going to be able to keep going like that. And she just appeared with her friend out of nowhere and said, you have to go and get these vitamins. You have to because they turn my health around. So I took the vitamins, um, multiple vitamin and mineral. What was it, anything special? Because I'd like to know. Was it a special vitamin? No. No. What it was was a high potency, uh, a much higher potency than most were. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and it it covered a broad spectrum Mm -hmm. and um, of vitamins and minerals. So it was, but it was nothing in particular, nothing that was really unusual or rare. It's just that um, they put more in than most, and the potency. Uh, was there. These just weren't empty vitamins. We'd have to take six of them a day to, you know, make any kind of a significant difference. The man who developed it, um, he sold the company, by the way, but the man, about a couple of years, probably four years after I found the vitamins, he sold the company and they changed the formula uh-huh. immediately. So I was under the impression that a lot of perps, are buying up companies that are um, really good companies with a lot of solid research behind their products and quality. They were buying them up just to sink them, just to um, get rid of them, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't Anyway, there was a lot of that going on around this period of time. People were doing the research, starting the companies, having good products, and putting them on the market and putting them up for sale. Hmm. Yeah. It was a real uh, system that they realized, you know, these uh, perp, um, corporations would come along and pay, nobody's going to pay that kind of money for it, yeah. for these companies. And then they change the formulas immediately after they buy it. Everything has changed. Wow. And I was getting to the point, I had um, some really really good products, and they all were um, boosting the immune system. And they all got sold. Every last one of them got sold, and they really worked. But um, what was I going to say about it? Oh, the fungus connection. So I treated um, cancer like a fungus and um, started to turn... My system, I got litmus paper and all kinds of stuff to test the food and uh, and liquids and find out if it was alkaline or acidic. And the higher, um, like junk food, for example, and brown colas are very, very acidic. And that's what cancer thrives on an acidic environment. And I think a lot of diseases thrive on an acidic environment. 
I can't even imagine drinking a sugar, a cola with sugar in it. I mean, I'm sure the um, diet is, you know, really bad for you too, but the sugar part of the drinks, um, I, what I did was I bought litmus paper. I was drinking brown cola at the time, and like Pepsi or uh, Coca-Cola, whatever, and I put it, it one of the um, instructions that I found said to put it in the palm of your hand and then take your litmus paper and um, just run the litmus paper through a little, you know, quarter-sized amount of cola. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, it was... Uh-oh. The call just get go off. Is anybody outside? I'm here. Can you oh. hear me? Yeah. Yeah, she must I think she up. I think she, her her connection must have must have yeah. gone off. What time is it? It Ten. is um um, ten forty-seven. Oh, the call should have been off by now. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not. I'm surprised it's still on. Hey, Linda. Hey, Linda. How you doing? Doing good. How you doing? You're sounding well. Thank you. You sounding well? I think I can finish the rest of that sentence. What, <laughs> yeah. What paper was. Oh my God! The litmus paper was bright yellow. Really? What would that mean? Uh, extremely acidic, which is, is what you would find on a cancer ward, an oncology ward. You would find everybody's body fluids, meaning spit and urine, would be extremely acidic because that is one of the key things to, you know, recovering and uh, uh, maintaining your health is, like she said, exactly what she was saying. We need to have it slightly on the alkaline side, which would, in colors, Make the litmus paper uh, more more on the uh, darker green. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of a key, and it's just so cheap and easy, you know. One of those little 15 feet of litmus paper, it's thin, you know. But 15 feet costs about 14 bucks at any uh, health food store. Really? I didn't know that. And it's it's immediate feedback. It's like you oh. No, you you can either dip it in your food or you can uh, eat and then uh, put a little bit of saliva, you know, just a a small amount, or and also test the uh, alkalinity or acidity, the pH, uh, potential hydrogen. uh, And then you can adjust your diet accordingly in order to make those things a little alkaline. Interesting, because. I know if you if you um, take vitamin C enough vitamin C, it creates a more acidic, um, more acidic pH in your system, and therefore, and, and that that creates an, an inability for bacteria to ha- to live in your, the soft tissues of your body, or so I read. It, it, it's really good for like if you get a, a UTI or anything, you know that if you keep your Acidic levels up to a certain point, so I don't know. You know, uh, in vitamin C. Well, vitamin C is also supposed to maintain the integrity of the cells, and 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 which again would be mean be making your 
body a little more. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.